Hello, dear listener. Now, you are a very, very naughty person because you've been downloading hooky versions of my talk radio show, weeknights, 10 till 1, talkradio.co.uk. Now, listen, I don't mind... Um, I don't mind, but if you do download these hooky versions, thank you, Matthew Stevenson, for sharing them, um, can you also do me a favour and download the official versions as well? Because um, the more official downloads we get, the more chance there is of me keeping my job, um, and which means if I don't keep my job, you won't get the hooky versions or any versions. There won't be a show. So if you go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider, type in um, Ian Lee, Talk Radio, whatever, It'll pop up. Subscribe to You can delete them as soon as they're on your computer if you want. But uh, it would be really helpful. So, peace, love, sayonara. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Uh, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Um... Uh, literally, uh, don't know what's going to happen. Uh, now would be a really cool time for you to call in, guys. 0844 499 1000. We call you back. Here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. song then my mate scott right bangs on about that uh, them the f- 
The Flying Burrito Brothers. It's a stupid name for a band. Often the bands with the um, stupidest names have the best tunes. Although, um, actually, I can disprove that. Who did... uh, Oh, no, that's a good song. Who did... There's a brilliant 60s song that never gets mentioned anymore in the same way we don't mention Savile. Now, I'm not saying the song is a paedophile, but it never gets mentioned, and it should, because it's brilliant. And I can't think who did it. Have you? Do you know this song, Inagada da Vida? Do you know that? It's Inagada da Vida, baby. Don't you know that I love you? It's good. Oh, wait, for, there we go. First, that's our phone in for this evening. Three hours. Who did In a Garda da Vida? And, which is, which is, and that's supposed to be In the Garden of Eden, isn't it? Man alive. You know, we talk about, um, we have meetings with management and they tell us to make the show more inclusive. And I'm banging on for the first hour of the show it's going to be about a 60s song that even I don't remember. And I remember all 60s songs. Who sang that? It wasn't Moby Grape. That's a stupid name. It wasn't the Chocolate Watch Band. Was it Vanilla Fudge? Could have been Vanilla Fudge. It's a good song. I'll play you some of it later on. I think it goes on for 12 minutes. I think it may. I'm going to say, okay, my final answer, if I was on a TV quiz, if I was on, what's that weird quiz show with Connie Huck? And Patrick Keelty and um, Nigel the Chancer Havers. I'm not being rude about him. That was the name of the character he played. Have you seen this quiz? So it's hosted by Patrick Keelty, right? And you have um, punters on there who uh, they get asked questions, but then if they're not sure of the answer, they turn to a panel of celebrities, and it's Connie Huck, the one I saw. It was Connie Huck, Nigel Havers, and controversial Christopher Biggins, who doesn't believe in bisexuality. Um, I do, surely. It's the best of both worlds. Um, and the, Patrick Kilty says, well, if you're not sure who sang in Degada de Vida, do you want to ask the celebrities? And then... Um, so the, the contestant go, yeah, I will ask the celebrities. And then you get Nigel Havers and Connie Huck and Christopher Bisec... No, no bisexuality for me, Biggins, talking about who sang in the Gada de Vida. Good evening to a listener. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Uh, um, it's a phoning show unlike any other phoning show. And as much as you can call in about... I've eaten some chocolate. That's why um, I've eaten some Jaffa cakes. That's why I'm swallowing a little bit. Ah! <sighs> Um, but you can call in about pretty much. Uh, I'm, I'm going to drop the pretty much. You can call in about anything that you want to call in about. There's no um, parameters, really. Um, what are the rules? The rules are you can't swear, and even that we kind of we, we waver sometimes, and you can't be libelous. That's it. Those are the only rules. Um, but you can talk about anything you want. If you're, if you're, if you've tuned in to this, expecting me to force feed you topics, I've just given you two golden topics already, actually. Um, bands with stupid names that did good songs, and who sang in Degada da Vida. 
No one believes it's a real song. Honestly, it's a real song, and it's, I remember it being brilliant, but I've not heard it for 25 years. We'll find out what it's like a bit later on. Um, so those are the two topics, but apart from that, you can literally call in about anything you want at all. 0844 499 1000. Right, that's the phone number. 0844 499 1000. You'll speak to Kath or you'll speak to Ed. Uh, they will take your details and they'll call you back. Now, um, some of the things you might want to talk about. Well, I've really, I mean, regular listeners will know, I'm not a sporty person. Right? I don't get sports really i don't understand why it's uh i don't understand sports in the slightest and i've been really trying to follow this sam allardyce story today because i thought this is a big thing right it's a big story and i'm really trying and he looks like meatloaf i think he looks like meatloaf once meatloaf cut his hair and lost all his rock powers so um i've been listening to the story and i listened to it on talk I listen to it on LBC and I listen to it on Radio 4. And I can't really work out what it is. I'm not saying this is what the the show is about. You may want to call in. I can't really work out what he's done wrong. Really? He was going to take 400 grand to go and give some talks. Fair play to the geezer. He said he called um, Woy Hodgson Woy because Woy can't say his R's properly. So he said Woy. Fair enough. Not as if he did a black man voice, is it? Didn't do a chalky. Now that might be. But even then, I'm going to say it. I've done a chalky. You've done a chalky. We've all done a chalky. Haven't we? We've all done a chalky. I'm not proud of it. But it, what I'm saying is a chalky, in terms of offensive voices, is like a 7 out of 10. Just saying why. Why? That's like a two out of ten maximum offensiveness. Maximum. Two out of ten. Thank you, Ed. You ever done a a why? A why? There we go. You see, he's just done it and he's the nicest person on the planet. You see? I'll get him to do a chalky later on, don't worry. Um... 0844 499 1000. And I don't want the whole show about this because this has been everywhere. And, you know, but as news stories go, I find the whole. I don't understand what he's done wrong. I was listening to the um, the two mics last night. Um, They're on after this show. And um, Mike Graham was furious about it. And uh, Mike Parry also said that he should have gone, but he, you know. I, I just couldn't, I didn't get it. I'm sat there in the car listening going, but why are they so angry? What has he really done wrong? He does look like Meatloaf, doesn't he? When Meatloaf cut his hair. Why did Meatloaf cut his hair? That was the only thing that distinguished him from a guy at a bus stop, was his hair. Was his long locks. Now he's just like, well, now he looks like my Uncle Shamus. So, what was the point of that? 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. And that's kind of how the show goes. Um, who called him first? Let's go to Brian. Good evening. Oh, blimey. It's truth. Good evening, Brian. Hello, Ian. Hello. I'm fine, Brian. Are you falling down a mine shaft? I, I am currently driving down a motorway, but hands-free, which is why I might sound a little bit 
Well, it, it means it means we literally can't hear what you're saying. But let's let's persevere for another twenty seconds. Okay, I was just finding out. I actually know you. For, I used to work with you. I spoke to you the other day on Twitter about your nose, and I gave you a suggestion about snoring. Is this Brian? Is this Brian Hayes? Yes, it is, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, thank you, man. I won't, I, in that case, I'm not gonna be, I won't be as mean with you then. Um, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Now, yeah, this is, this is, now Brian I used to work with on, on Rise, and I worked on other things, and he's a top cameraman and top director. Um, and I posted a picture of me with my adamant strip across my nose the other day, because I can't, at night, I can't breathe. I get my nose, I'm not bunged up with a cold, but it just gets all flappy in there. And then you recommended something else to unblock my nose, but I didn't get a chance to look at it. What was it? It was... Uh, some very weird plastic thing that you actually stick up your nose. Hey. And it gives you a very dodgy, not like that, it gives you a very dodgy looking nose, but it does make your wife not complain that you snore anymore, ah. apparently. Now. Hang on, Catherine, what, what's you, 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 you... My granny's one of them. Yes, did it kill her? No, but she had a nose like red rum in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't yeah. stop her snoring, it didn't do anything for her, so it just what, made her have really wide is nostrils. It, is it a nasal cavity increaser? Um, I don't think it's meant to be, but that is kind of how it works, yeah. What's it called? I'm gonna, I've got the computer here now. I'm so lovely to hear from you, Brian. I've not spoken to you for years. Go on, what's it called? Uh, I think, I think off the top of my head, uh, I think it's called Breeze. B-R-E-Z, I think. B-R-E-Z, I like that. Like, like Perez Hilton. Stop snoring, Remedy. Here it is. Stop snoring, Remedy. Breeze. Let's have a little look at this bad boy, and we're going to see anti-snoring device. <laughs> I do sometimes. I wake myself up with my snoring. Do you? Yeah, I do. I've had that. Um, stop snoring and breathe easier. Gentle stop snoring aid helps you sleep peacefully. Well, you can't see it. Oh, look at that! Isn't that funny? Oh my it god! It is a bit weird, but it is, yeah. It does seem to work. It's like, um... <laughs> well, it's like a nasal condom with holes at both ends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get some of those. I wonder if anyone's ever died through using Breeze, though. No, I'm sure they haven't. I'm sure it's an excellent <laughs> brand that's never killed anybody. It does, it does have a little band in between, just so you don't accidentally snore the two round bits up your nose. So it does kind of... Have you used, have you used this, Brian? Is this how you know about it? Um, I was told by the missus about three weeks ago, if you don't sort out your snoring, we're going to get divorced. Oui. I can't afford to get a divorce, but I can afford to spend £10 on getting these little plastic things sticking out my nose. They've got different sizes. I, I, I mean, no one wants to admit they've got a big nose, but am I going to need a, need a size six, large, or...? Um, it, unless, unless your nose has grown in the last ten years, I'd say that you'd probably be a medium, mate. Oh, what a, what a gentleman. <laughs> well, the rest of me's grown, Brian. My gut's grown, but the nose is still the same. Mate, I'm going to try that out. Thank you very much, and it's lovely to speak to you again. Mate, I'll hear from you. Say, uh, safe journey, Brian. Thank you. I work Brian. Blimey. Years ago, we, he was a cameraman on Rise, um, uh, and, you know, and so he, 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 well, he knows where the bodies are buried. And um, then we did a pilot, we record, filmed a pilot thing together, which was, which was a really good idea. We, 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 what was it? We spent the night hanging out with some paparazzi. 
hanging out with, or as, or as, 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 as Brian called them, scum. So <laughs> we did, we were outside some fancy restaurant with this, this, um, this pap who'd let us follow him, but all the others were getting arsy because we were getting in their way. And then I don't think we saw anyone famous anyway. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Well, if, uh, listen, th- th- they are looking for sponsors for this show. Okay, we know that. We know. Be sponsored by Brez. I, I would happily, happily be sponsored by Brez. And it, the way it would work is we go, okay, well, we'll be ta- back taking your snore free calls after these short messages. But before we go to the messages, um, I'd just like to say um, my sex life is so much better. <laughs> Not with one of them, anyway. Thanks, thanks to Brez. <laughs> no, because with, with Brez. Women, attractive women want to sleep with me. So do attractive men, if that's your thing. It's not, it's not, Brez is not homophobic in any way whatsoever. Um, and Brez is pro-transgender. Um, and, and men and women of all ethnicities want to sleep with me, thanks to Brez. My grand tried the Brez, and my granddad, who also used to be a snorer, um, got ping pong balls sewn into the back of his pyjama top. But the thing is, he was about... Could he fire them out? No, they're in the back of his pyjama top. They weren't up his... Okay. And um, it was a a remedy that she'd um, been told about that would stop him from going onto his back. Yeah. Trouble was, he was about 18 stone, so he just crushed them. Yeah, those ping pong balls have got very little um, purchase. Yeah, they really are flimsy. I mean, which is why ping pong can can never be... uh, What do they call it? Whiff-waff. Where is it called whiff-waff? It's called Whiff Waff somewhere. Is it China? Is it China they call it Whiff Waff? I think they do. Are you making stuff up? No, again? no, no. It's a real thing. 0844 499 1000. Where is it? It's called Whiff Waff somewhere. I'm sure they do. Anyway, um, I'm Ian Lee. You're listening to the Late Night Phone In with Brez. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, you know I collect clips, said clips, of um, muff-ups on radio. Yeah. Someone's just tweeted me one from a station I used to work at. Oh, yeah. WM. I've not heard it. Should we have a little listen? I'll, we'll hover over the dump, but I don't think it's going to be Swearton. Let's have a little listen. Matt on the text says, me and a small group of friends are trying to keep alive the old black country art of rimming. (laughs) We meet once a week to exchange different styles and techniques. What on earth is rimming, people? (laughs) Gosh, I don't know what it is. It sounds like something rude, actually. Matt, can can somebody call Matt, please? Because I I have no idea what rimming is, so we need to get him on. It's an old black country art, and they exchange different styles and techniques. And now, let's uh, while we do that, let's get to uh, Rosemary and Dudley. Morning, Rosemary. Morning. (laughs) What crafts do you take part in? Well, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> Who's the producer in that scenario? No. Matt, Matt, is our, Matt, who I guess is the Matt in that uh, clip, has said, right, wrong, or fair game. Oh, mate, fair game. <laughs> fair game. I love that. It's um, it's a dying art, the art of the prank. We mentioned this yesterday. It is a dying art, and that is hilarious. Oh, well done, mate. Because it's it's just on the right side. It's, it's um, I mean, it's rude. Yeah. But... She doesn't. She's not going to end up with egg on her face. It's not. Well, <laughs> um, not egg. No. No. Chance to be a fine thing, but 
But she's not going to get the sack for that. She just looks a little bit, you know, yeah, silly. Yeah, but she's delightful, and the innocence is... is oh, exactly, nice. and that's the joy of it. Can I play... <sighs> Can I play... <laughs> Sorry. You know the one I want to play. We've got, um... We've got an email here. The BCs. Yeah. Yeah, play it. Can you play that one? Yeah, that's your call that we're playing that. Right. It's 20, 23 minutes past 10. This is the um, you, moment I get the sack. If you've got kids listening... Well, the thing they should is, be in it's, bed. It's, well, we listen, we listen, we are breakfast shows around the world. We're the drive time okay. show around the world. Um, oh, I've just seen Ed finishing off the last drops of his meal. What a disgusting sight. Good goodness gracious me. Unbelievable. Um, if you've, it, the thing is, it's such high-frequency filth... Exactly, my kids wouldn't understand that, it. ...that people probably... Let me just... Here we go. All right. Um, OK, so this actually went out on a BBC local radio show. If you've got any more of these, send them in, because I love these. I love these. Here we go. Um, oh, hang on. We've got just had a text message here. Oh, my yeah. name is Margaret, and I have a lovely pair of thick beef curtains... No, you don't beef. make curtains out of beef. I think you've got. And I'm one. looking for another pair for my spare room. Has anyone got a pair for sale? Thick beef curtain. Am I missing something here? Is that for midnight snacks? Could, <laughs> could be beige. Could be beige. Could be. Could that Margaret? Uh, it could be some innuendo here that I'm not reading in, which I should yes. understand. It could be. Yes. I don't know. Uh, Is she a butcher's wife? Do you think? I have no idea, <laughs> Margaret. You give us a call. You're on 080, your last three digits. Give us a call. Come on here. And I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, perhaps it's an old-fashioned design. It's the oldest design in the world, guys. <laughs> I love those things. If you go and do... Th Listen, you have my permission to go and prank all other radio shows with texts and phone calls like that. Can make them... I mean, that's that's nice and affectionate. And what I mean by that, that and the other one, it's not mean-spirited. It's not... There's no meanness about it. Some people might take that in the as being mean but there is nothing mean-spirited about it um so if you it, it, listen if you do uh if you can get those on other radio stations not this one <laughs> but if you can get them on other radio stations um record them send them to me and i might uh, exploit them in my live show there we go how's about that um okay well, Ed, is Ed been smoking crack or something why it's it's turned rogue He's typed on my screen. What? Not even Julia Hartley Brewer's show? <gasps> Ed's gone rogue. And Australian. <laughs> Patrick. Oh hi. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> thanks for taking my call. Um, what, what it is? I've started to collect different uh, types of tea, and I'm wondering if anyone can help me with some tea bagging. Come on. You know, <laughs> you, you started it. Yeah, but you can't do it on me because I know what teabagging is. <laughs> and I, I, but no, I, I, the thing is, right, because I was thinking about this a lot. Prank call, I miss prank calls, and prank calls don't really work on this show because there is no. There's no lot, disruption. There's no disruption. They fit in, you know, the, the content fits in. You can literally well, come on and say anything you want, and there's no. Well, I didn't ring in for that, but I, I know just you felt didn't. like my original ringing has just been debunked by no. everyone who's there. No, 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 no. The, the, uh, listen, you, I know, I can see you've been waiting for a quarter of an hour, and I appreciate you, you, you giving up um, your valuable Tuesday evening. But no, no, no. I, and I appreciate. It's Wednesday. What? Yeah. You're joking. It's been Wednesday for um, I was supposed to be looking after the kids today. I. And it's yeah. my 25th wedding anniversary. Now, is that a prank? 
No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just react, re- reenacting my wedding night. Is it? Because... <laughs> is it really? What teabagging? Is it really your 25th wedding anniversary? It is. Yeah. Why aren't you? Why are you? Why are you phoning me up? You should be having it off. Oh, well, he should be. <laughs> they don't anymore. Not after 25 years. No, Come she on. should be. Uh, she should be dressed up it. in her sizes. He should be wearing his um, <laughs> elephant thong, and they should be. Oh, blimey! What an image. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Now, I was saving it till Saturday, so... Oh, OK. Oh, yes, yeah. So, yeah. All right. You save it all up. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, where were we? Yeah. I don't know. Great. Where, where were we? Oh, happy, we- happy wedding anniversary. Thank you very much. <laughs> what you meant to say. Yes, that's what I meant to say. I, can, I do apologise. Very naughty uh, show tonight. Sorry. Um, anyway, yes. Um, what silly did, what? band names, great records. Yeah, go on. So, this, is, this, is, this is the phone. This is it. Silly band names, great records. Away you go. The Sultans of Ping FC, and where's my jumper? Oh. Wait a minute. W- bumper to bumper. Dancing at the disco. Wait a minute. Where's my jumper? Where's my jumper? I vaguely remember it, but was that song actually any good? Well, to be fair, <laughs> I was really chancing my arm because it's the only really daft band I could think of. Yeah. But I happen to quite like that record, so I, I, I really was taking a gamble. And I, I, d- I vaguely remember. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good song. It that was, was a, fun. That was a bit of fun, wasn't it? A bit of bouncy fun. The Sultans of Ping FC. I remember they were they were kind. Of, they were always around. Seemed to be around when I was a teenager. When were they? About eighty eight, eighty nine. Can't recall, but that, I, that, that was all I had to be fair. But yes. before you go, if you if you are going. Hmm? You said your was it your uncle who couldn't sleep? You said his name Uncle something. Uh, no, I said that Meatloaf. Look now, he's had his hair. No, yeah. Sam Allardyce looks like Meatloaf, who looks like my uncle Shamus. Shamus, oh that was I was just Uncle Shamus. Sorry, I was just I was trying to think of his name. Why do you know him? <laughs> no, no, no. Does, does he owe you money as well? <laughs> No, 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 no. It was just, it was just an unusual name. That was all. Well, there you go, uh, Patrick. Thank you very much indeed. It's, it's a real, it's a real name, guys. It's Scottish. Um, no. Really? I- Irish, isn't it? Isn't that Seamus. Well, I know, but, but uh, I don't, I don't really know. I'm not spoken to him for. Since you called him Shamus, did he look for ten years? He didn't correct you. I don't speak to any of my family. I don't speak to any of my family now. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? Well, sometimes not. Well, oh eight four four. I always got on really well with Shamus. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. It's the first thirty minutes of the show, guys. You see, that's what it's all about. Uh, do give us a call. We call you back. This is Talk Radio, sponsored by Brez. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Iron Butterfly sing In a Gada da Vida. Mm. Should we have a listen to a bit of it? Yeah. It's, um... Meanwhile, in other news, I've just eaten my first fig that's not in a fig roll. Oh, I love... When we go to Greece, you just walk along, walk along the street, just plucking fresh figs. Oh, I'm feeling peckish. Put your hand up, pluck a fresh fig. Say that carefully. Oh, I have that and then pluck another one. Oh, and then you eat too many and you get, um, get the trots. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, thanks for the warning. The, the figs here, there's no point. Uh, iron butterfly mm-hmm. in a gada da vida. In a gada da vida. 17 minutes. What? Um, here we go. Let's, let's, um, here we go. This is, this is a great song. This is... Yeah. Here we go. 
another 16 minutes of that sound a lot like that won't it it pretty much is <laughs> as if i remember it correctly it pretty much is that all the way through mm-hmm. don't do drugs kids there's no women in that band is there no 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 because they would have said can you do a beginning middle and end and can we crack on it's funny you can tell different um bands what drugs they take from the music they make right like so, uh, the beatles um, an LSD of band, um, uh, Fleetwood Mac, a cocaine band. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buzzcocks were 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 an amphetamine band because the Buzzcocks songs and they're yeah. two minutes long. Yeah, all that's all they are. Um, and I'm guessing they were a big fat reefer band there. <laughs> oh man, alive! Don't do drugs, kids, um, because you'll think that um, your crap band is really, really good. For 17 minutes worth of song and is fine. Every, no, I can't think of any song that what What's the uh, Donovan Atlantis? Atlantis, the lost city of Atlantis. That goes on for a long time. Um, yeah, the problem with, with, with drugs is that uh, you, you totally lose all concept of what is good music. I mean, Jimi Hendrix, for example. Self-indulgent. He's Awful. Just, he's just pleasing himself anyone on the can, stage, who, Anyone can, can play guitar with their teeth and do a whittle on their guitar. It's easy. Look at Eric Clapton. No. No. Layla. That goes on. Yeah, but then at the end there's that sort of symphony thing, isn't there? Yeah, which they, which they, I heard a documentary about it the other day. They tagged it on about two months later. Mm. They just went in the, 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 I think it was the drummer. Said, yes, Gatford. Yeah, I always thought the name of that song was in the Garden of Eden. No, Is that, no. If you've been lit, no, it's in a Gadda da Vida. In a Gadda yeah. da Vida, and he was so mushed up on drug that he couldn't yeah. say in the Garden of Eden. But it is supposed to be that, but no. they, they couldn't say no. Why you? I just told I just told you the answer. Well, okay. Uh, repeat Sorry. the answer back to me. He couldn't sing in the Garden of Eden, so he did in a Garden of Vida. Yes. And wh- why couldn't he sing it? Drugs. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Why did you say it with a question mark at the end? I've literally just told you the answer. I'll tell you, sorry. Drugs. Yeah. I didn't want to get it wrong. You know, I hate getting things wrong. Well, don't do drugs then, guys, because drugs exactly. get it all wrong. Um, I know you're wrong about whiff-waff. It's called whiff-waff in this country, or at least it was. I didn't... Hang on a minute. Invented. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I didn't... Oh, I didn't no. say... I didn't attribute... Well, you thought it was China. What is going on with him tonight? 
I didn't attribute... He's, in, he's trying to deliberately provoke you. I didn't no, attribute... No. Shut up. I didn't attribute whiff-waff to any region of the world. Well... You thought it might have been China, but you agree you... I put it, I put it out there. I put it out there as yep. a possibility. I didn't say it no. definitely was. I hadn't, I hadn't reached... I hadn't um, t- deferred to Connie Huck, Christopher Biggins and Nigel Havers to get their answer. Have you seen Hello, that Ram? quiz? No, what's that? Have you listened to any of this show? I tell you what, go and, have, go and have a think about yourself. Stop antagonising, Gafford. He can stay on that line and have a think about himself. Talking, that's what we started the show off. The whole point of the show tonight was, who's a fan of that programme that's hosted by Patrick Keelty and features Connie Huck, Chris Biggins and Nigel the Chancer Havers. That we can't it. remember what his name is. Alan will know, because um, Alan's like um, like a like a weird TV remembering machine. Alan. Hey, bip, bip. That, straight yeah. to the point, what's the name of that quiz? What, what quiz? Oh. Is anyone listening? Are you listening to the show, mate? Sorry, I'm on a delay, because I'm tired. Why are you tired? Cause you be- you've been up smoking Mayfair all night in your flat? No, no, I haven't had any tonight. Well, go and have a Mayfair, go on. Or, or, or go and buy a packet of man's fags. What, being a cold? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Get stuck in there, sunshine. If you're going to smoke, smoke. Mayfair are horrible. My husband used to smoke them. What about Embassy? Embassy, yeah, it's, it's, it's a proper fag. Yeah, yeah. But we're trying about ten fifty a pack, though. Tough, tough, mate. If you want, if you want the goods, you want to get that that intake of nicotine. Are you a smoker or not? I'm a smoker, but commit, I'm... commit, Alan. <laughs> Either smoke or give up. Don't sit on the fence and smoke Ponzi Mayfair. Although I'm sure they're an excellent brand. Another brand are available. Other brands certainly are available. And just to uh, let all the kids know, that was a, um, an ironic satire on um, uh, the dangers of smoking. Of course, um, smoking can seriously um, stunt your growth. Prank calls. Sorry? Prank calls. More of your friends at WM was caught up with a prank call. If Are you going to say the one about rimming? No, Caroline Martin and the Minge. <laughs> that wasn't a prank call, though. That was an old woman talking about um, how she was broken in by someone putting a stick in her minge. <laughs> I've got it on my computer. I won't play it. But that wasn't a prank call. Can That's... you all stop saying that word? Which one? Minge? No, stick. Um, very filthy show tonight. Let's let's try and reel it in. Um, it's too late. It is. We're all going to get the sack. Um, yeah, that was... what are you doing? No, I'm not thinking. <laughs> I never forget, when I was working at another radio station, and it was taken over by um, a, a company spearheaded by Richard Park, the uh, confrontational, fiery Scotchman from uh, Fame Academy. And the first night, he came in to... Alan, could you stop breathing for a minute, mate? It's, it's upsetting us. Thank you. The first night he came in to see my show being done... I'd invited a 17-year-old ginger lad called G-Man in to host the show for a bit. And I was sat in the studio reading a magazine while G-Man's on there going, Yeah, right, who's next? Who's line two? What you got for me? And I walked out into the control room and Richard Park was sat there. What are you doing, Alan? Looks like I was doing my Darth Vader. Okay, well, you leave your Darth Vader alone, okay, mate? Thank you very much indeed. I mean... Did you have your feet on the desk? No, I was reading the magazine. 
I don't really feel the show's um, started yet. I don't, it feels a bit... And yet we've covered so much no, filth. No, it feels a bit... We've been too filthy. Let's, let, let's we'll, rein it we'll in. We'll rein that in. Um, I just, I don't feel the, sh- I don't feel we're, we're, we've, we're, I, f- I feel we've wasted 39 minutes of broadcast time. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mm. feel very good tonight. It feels, um, um, well, it feels cheap. So we'll rein in the, the rudeness a bit, but it, it doesn't feel like we've kind of, it's not, it's not clicking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you feel that? Or am I, is it just me being over? I think you are being a bit over, but I know what you mean. It's, it's just, it's, sometimes it's hard to get purchase on it. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a break, uh, sponsored by Braze. And when we come back, we're going to go to Gatford and... Uh, he's going to save the show. He's going to save the show. Perfect. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Gatford. Ian, so good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, boss. What have and you got to, for us? And to talk to Cass as well. Yeah. Thanks. To talk to Cass. It's a pleasure. I, I've been a little on edge recently, and I, I, I'm going to tell you why. Go on. Um, I think I'm being hounded by young people on motorbikes, um, on bikes, sorry, um, psych, bi- bicycles, yeah. up on their back wheels. In the last three days, yeah. I have seen seven of them. What do you mean, doing more popping pop wheelies? Yeah, but like for long periods of time, yeah. like, like and it's because and I'm, I'm, in the last three days, I've noticed seven of them, and four of them have almost knocked me over. Oh. I, and I um, think they're ganging up on me. I saw um, a lad riding a bicycle on the pavement. I think they were allowed to. I think there's a bit of pavement bikes were allowed to ride on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was going one way, and I could, it's a long bit of pavement. It was, it was coming in near Earl's Court, and there was a woman riding her bicycle the other way on the pavement, and some people walking. And he was he was popping a long wheelie, no hands as well, no oh, hands wheelie. Really? Wow. And I just is that possible actually? Yeah. Uh, is it? I don't know. And I just thought. You little SH1T. <laughs> but that's exactly what I think. When I see them, I want them to fall off. Yeah, yeah. Because they're showing, because they're like, you know, they're just showing off for like nobody. Because it's not, they're not with their mates. They're just on their own. I could never master the wheelie. Even though I had a grifter, which is a good bike. My grifter was, oh, was yeah. um, uh, my grifter was a famous grifter. My dad stole it from the BBC where he worked. It was, um, Pogo Patterson's grifter for Grange Hill. Yes, it was. Really? Yes, it was. Pogo Patterson's grifter. It had the gears and everything. It had the gears. Well, the gears were broken, but you could rev it like a motorbike, so it was better. Pogo Patterson's grifter from Grange Hill, ladies and gentlemen, was my bicycle. At least that's what I was told. Please don't send me pictures of Pogo Patterson's grifter, so I go, ah. Um, (laughs) But that's what I was told. But I could never master the art of the wheelie. I remember there was this... I could do no hands. I could never do a wheelie. I could do no hands a, a bit. But then I'd get in serious mm. trouble. But I remember there was a kid that was a couple of years older than me, and he was excellent doing wheelies. And he told me, and now only now am I remembering this and realising it was obviously a lie. He told me, he said, oh, you're really good at doing wheelies. Where'd you learn to do that? He said, oh, circus. I like, oh, right. He said, yeah, when the circus came through, um, they, I, got, I got chatting to them, and they taught me how to do it. Now I think on it, there was never any circus near where we lived. So that was a lie. It's a good lie. It's a brilliant lie, actually. It's <laughs> you, taken, you bought it, so it's taken me about thirty-five years of looking for circuses. Yeah. I think there are more young people popping wheelies, in, like on longer stretches, and I'm worried. Well, maybe there's just um, there's because of the immigrants. Oh, yeah, there are more be. kids over here with circus skills. I hadn't thought of that. Thank goodness for Brexit, and we can get rid of them all. Are we allowed to push them? 
Uh, what's the age that... Wh- oh. Let me rephrase that question. Mm. At what age are we allowed to push them off their bikes? Is it 43? Because I'm that age. <laughs> Can I shout at them and they fall off naturally? Is that allowed? Here's a thing, right? Dom Jolly's filmed a new series of Trigger Happy TV. I say a new series. There, there are six five-minute episodes for the internet. Oh, well. And it... um. Uh, and we're celebratory here, so I'm looking forward. I probably yeah. won't get to watch them because I'm busy, but I'm I'm sure they'll be yeah. excellent. I'm sure they'll be excellent. Get, get someone to tell you about them after they've seen them. Sort no, of thing. That'll be great. I'll I'll, I'll read yeah. uh, an online blog about it. Well, Gatford, I hope we've put your mind at ease. You have. I've got. A... Thank you very much indeed. I'm not sure what he was talking about there. Wheelies. Wheelies. Um. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the. Uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call i've just got a feeling tonight's show isn't going to happen do you know what i mean well look if it I just don't... bobs along it bobs along well i know but i have um th- you may find this hard to believe dear listener but i have very high standards uh in terms of what i want the show to be like and i've just got a feeling that tonight's not gonna hit there and and now that i'm thinking that there's no way it can hit there you see mm-hmm. self-fulfilling um prophecy is the thing. I went and saw the um, Louis Theroux Scientology documentary today that um, he finished a year ago. He's not been able to show it for a year because of um, uh, legal problems with, with the Scientologists. And he it won't be shown in Ireland because it breaches blasphemy laws there. Um, it's a really interesting film um i think it's flawed in many places i think there is there are, there are a couple of scenes that don't really work in my humble opinion what do i know i'm just a punter but uh, uh overall i like louis through and i could I, I find him eminently eminently imminently yes, no eminently and eminently because right. I, I might watch some during the break <laughs> watchable yeah i like him i, I find him very charming and um, uh, he, what he, I tell you, what he's brilliant at in this film, right? He's got it down to a to a real art, and I've sort of nicked it. No, I haven't nicked it. Actually, I've kind of found it on my own my own way, really, um, uh, uh, and have kind of developed my the silence. He's brilliant at the silence, and there are a couple of bits in the film where he's just stood with someone, and he asks them a question, and they answer it. And he doesn't say anything in response, right? And it was weird. It made some, uh, some people laughed in the audience, and I'm guessing some were uncomfortable because yeah. it's quite long. Some probably thought he was doing it almost as a metaphorical wink to the camera, as if to say, "This guy's a jerk." Um, I think he was doing it because um, you get more out of people as a as an interviewer when you're silent it's it's such a great trick it doesn't always work but i'll tell you where i le- i tell you where i learned it from right this is where i learned the silence from don't get done get dom <laughs> do you remember that yes with um i don't know what his name is dom, dom something dom right don't get done get dom right and that's, this is exactly where i learned it from it's about eight nine ten years ago right and dom did, was was you know do you know what i mean Dear listener, don't get done, get Dom. He's he's like a consumer champ. He talks a bit like that. Did a program yeah, it looks with like a little bruiser. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a potato. He did a program with Melinda Messenger on Channel Five, right? Mm-hmm. But this was don't get done, get Dom, mm-hmm. right? And it was the best bit of advice I've ever seen, 
Right. No, it wasn't. It was the second best bit of advice I've ever seen on a TV programme. The first best bit of advice was Neris Hughes on a daytime programme called Bazaar in the early 90s, where she taught you how to put on a duvet cover. Yeah. Hassle-free. What, inside out? Inside out, yeah. hands in the corners. I didn't know that until she... I was like, oh, the yeah. The problem I have is I'm not tall enough to be able to flick it properly, so I have to dangle it over the stairs. No, you don't. You don't. It, if you, you you just got to shake... You don't have to be tall. You shake it on the bed, it shakes about. Then you flip it over and you just tuck it in yourself. If it hits the floor before I can get a decent no. flick on it. Anyway, so don't get done, get dom. His advice was about buying a car. Right. right? And you, when you're buying a car, you go in... Say there's a car for... Ten thousand pounds, and you go in and you, you, you're negotiating. I thought this was balls of steel, and he, he showed it. He sent someone in with a hidden camera and showed it. And you go in and go, um, okay. What's the best price you can do on that car? And you sit back, and they go. They'll come up with okay. Well, we we can probably get nine two. You don't say anything. Just stare at them. And just stare at them. And he said, you stare at them as long as it takes. <laughs> They will feel that silence. That makes me feel funny already. And and the secret film, and the guy went, I think we could get it down to 8.7. And I did, I remember I went and did this, right? Shortly after I'd seen it, I was buying a car with my wife. And I went in and I said, what's the best price you can do? And they came down by about a grand. And my wife went, great, okay, we'll take it. (laughs) I've finished my technique. But that's where I learnt it from. That's where I learnt it from. The fact that... 0844 499 1000, by the way. The fact that the person being asked the question feels pressure to fill that gap. And when you're doing it in an interview with someone, they will generally... They'll answer the question, you know, so... so, um, uh, why are you making these cuts? Well, we're making these cuts because um, we have to save money. Although and we realise it's going to be... Yeah, exactly. They feel they have to fill it's, that gap. It's true. And they fill it. I was. I learned that technique from my boss at Topshop, Zhuja. Yeah, Zhuja. Because you'd go in and say, Zhuja, I'm sorry, I can't do Saturday, next Saturday. Silence. Maybe I'll come in in the week and do some like extra hours and stuff yeah. to make it up. And you would find yourself stumbling into it. And I did it so many times. I thought, I know what she's doing now. Uh, do you remember um, uh, uh, Three Counties? I had a run-in with a gentleman that worked there. Do you remember when I, I, I um, wanted to arrange a meeting with a gentleman that was that obviously had problems working with me? And he said, um, well, I don't want to have a meeting with you until I've spoken to my line manager. And I said, well, why don't we go and have it now? He said, no, I don't. I said, well, why don't we go and have it now? And I kept saying it until he went, OK, fine. And that meeting ended in that way it was really uncomfortable honest meeting where i said to him very calmly i was seeing an excellent therapist at the time i nicked all the techniques of him i said why are you so unhappy working on the show what can i do to make it a more pleasant experience for all of us because we're all being affected um and he rattled off a list of things and i batted some of them back and some of them i said okay well if that's if i I apologize if that's how you and we you know we kind of we can and then it ended with with um, him going, and I said, "Well, okay," it, it, and that's how I feel. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad you've you've felt that. I'm glad we've had this conversation because I, I feel I understand you a bit better now. Silence and silence, literally, literally for two minutes, just staring at each other. So, and two minutes is such a long time, such a long time. It was so uncomfortable. And after two minutes, he went, and that's all I have to say on the matter. And I went, okay. 
I wasn't going to get up and walk out. And no, I was no, he? I had no intention of getting up and walk out. And it was it was so uncomfortable. But actually, I thought, I don't like this guy. This guy doesn't like me. This could be a pivotal moment when I, I, I leave. Um, either way, we're not going to be working together much longer because this is unsustainable. I'm going to see what this feels like. And we were there for so we had the two minutes. Then he said something. Then there was another minute, maybe 45 seconds. And he went, so are we done? I went, yeah, I think so. Sat there. Another 45 seconds. And he went... Meanwhile, I'm sitting outside yeah. thinking, who's been killed? Yeah. And then he went... Right, well, I'm going to go then. I went, okay. Oh, it was uncomfortable. I mean, in total, it was about four and a half minutes of us just sat there in silence. Maybe a little bit less, maybe three and a half minutes. But but such a long time for two egos to be psychically battling with each other. I was thinking about that time the other day. Yeah, it was tense, wasn't it? It was awful. It was awful. I'm um, really not sure what that was ab- about, um, even it now. Was, it was... Um, it was about control, and yeah. it was about power, and it was about two different styles of doing radio. You and I had one particular style. Me as the presenter, you as the producer. Were you producing then? You were, weren't you? Yeah. Me as the presenter, you as the producer. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you and he, me a bit as well. And he you? had he had a different style, and more people, more people, and also he was spreading untruths around the office about stuff. But more people kind of got our style than got his style. But it, it just—it was just a clash of egos, and 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 um, it it didn't work, and I, you know, and I we didn't get on, and some, with some people you just don't get on. I wish him the very best of luck in everything that he does, and I wish him success and happiness, you know. But um, uh, it, 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 some people just don't get on, and I don't think there are ways around that every time. I think no. quite more often than not there are ways around it, but but sometimes you you can't work around it. And then he went to another station, and it, well, that was that was great. It's really it's really brave to confront it though, because a lot of people just you know. I was because I was seeing an American therapist at the time, who's the most expensive therapist I've ever seen. I couldn't really see him for more than, more than a few months, but he was like he was the best man I've ever, the best person I've ever worked with on my psyche, and he just taught me all these techniques. He that was the reason why I went and remember that woman told me off for um, sitting outside a, a so cafe. He, he's the guy that told you to choose discomfort over resentment. That's a, a Brené Brown quote: "Choose discomfort over resentment," and it's really un- basically what it means is. If Kath um, has... Now, let's not pick Kath, because we get on quite well. Let, let, let's say, for example... Um, it, say, for example, Paul Ross had slagged me off and said something that I'd found personally offensive about me on his show. I could either choose uh, resentment, which means I would uh, be... Carry it around. I would be carrying it around, and I'd come in and I'd say, oh, Paul Ross has been a tosser today, you know, and, and I, it would eat me up, and it, would, it wouldn't get any better. It would always be there. Or I could choose um, the discomfort of um, phoning him up or coming in early and saying, Paul, um, I feel I really need to speak to you about what you said the other day. Um, can we go out for a coffee and have a chat about it? And that's what it means, choose the discomfort of, of facing it face on, of approaching it face on, or, or resentment. And and it it's so uncomfortable, but it works. Every time well, it's worked. I did it once. Yeah. I did it once with a... All right, I'm going to say it. I did it once with my brother-in-law's girlfriend who hated my guts. Okay. Hated my guts. Yeah. I could feel it. You know, the, the sort of person who, when you walk into a room and she's there, all of a sudden you feel like you're talking ten times louder and you're being really annoying and it's you know that it's kind of like the atmosphere is sour. So I went over to see her one day. I said, listen, let's sort this out because it looks like neither of us is going anywhere soon. 
let's have, let's have a conversation. It's ridiculous for us to be like this. You, you feel weird. I feel weird. And uh, at the end of our conversation, which was really brief, she just said, I just don't like you. Well, and there's no way around I went, that. Well, there's nothing I can do about that. Then. There's no way... Um... There's no way around that, you know. Sometimes it's just, there's there's nothing you can um, you can do really. Um, anyway, uh, yes. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, and you don't have to if you don't want. I think today's show is going to be it's going to be bitty, bitty McLean, um, where some bits will be quite good. And some bits, you know, it, it might not work. And it doesn't always catch the wind. You know, you you, you can't um, you can't uh, capture lightning. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dear listener, my name is Ian Lee, and you have the pleasure of listening to Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one. Thousand is the telephone number. We're just going to bump along and sign and see what um, uh, what comes up and what, what doesn't come up. It's as simple as that. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. In the, the cover of um, In Agada de Vida, has reminded me that I was on, I had that on a psychedelic album, and there was another. Um, there was another song on there. I was frantically trying to find it um, during that news broadcast. And I think I found it now. We can't play all of it because it's seven minutes long. I, I, oh, no, we've got three minutes. Let's try this. Is this a, I remember this. This is by the band Vanilla Fudge. Right. right. Doing a cover of The Supremes, You Keep Me Hanging On. Now, I remember this as a 15-year-old boy being excellent. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it for 28 years. Should we, should we give it a punt? Let's see. If Let's give it a punt.
Oh, yeah, that'll like do. That. that was good, wasn't it? That was better than the Supremes. Vanilla Fudge. I know very, very little about them. I've just looked on Wikipedia. They're still playing, guys. Those, that song, probably, because I know it goes on and on and on. Um, that was that was that was even better than fifteen year old me remembered it. It's really good. I don't know anything about Vanilla Fudge though. They they kind of about sixty seven, sixty eight ish because they pop. I, I read books about that time quite a lot. And they, if you're reading a book about American stars, they kind of get mentioned from time. Them and Moby Grape and a band I know nothing about, just that they, they existed at the time. Katia, that was good, huh? Yeah, yeah that's really good actually. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Better than Kansas. <laughs> here we go again. Here we go. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Carmen, I can, I can read here that uh, Carmen a, pe- a peach. How, how do you? I'll call come, you a peach. What? How, how come in a peach? <laughs> call you a come peach. in a, a peach because that, that's the thing. You never really, you never really quite sure on how you have to pronounce his name. I heard an interview Who? with him. Was with it? A, the drummer in this band? Vanilla uh, Fudge. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Van- Vanilla Fudge, it's Carmen. Carmine Apice, if you say that in kind of Italian. Carmine Apice. Carmine Apice. Carmine Apice. Carmine? Carmine? Yeah, well, maybe. Is he American? He's American. Well, he's... Carmine Apice, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and his brother, Vinnie Apice, so he's he's a drummer as well. Uh, So that's really exciting, actually. Let's get Vanilla Fudge on the show. Let's try Let's get Vanilla Fudge on the show. The three of the four are still uh, still playing, so let's get Vanilla Fudge on this show, guys, that's what we're going to do, Katya. That's how we roll here on Talk Radio. We, we, we've got our finger on the pulse. I just Googled Vanilla Fudge and I've got lots of pictures of actual, like, fudge. <laughs> that is, like, fair play. That is a brilliant name for a band. Vanilla Fudge. Yeah, so yeah. I, I want to buy, buy Vanilla Fudge best of now. <laughs> anyway, Katya. I was ringing about uh, rubbish names for bands, yes. uh, but bands that turn out are actually quite very good. Here we go. Look, you can buy the, the Psychedelic Sunday, the best of Vanilla Fudge, £2.69. I mean, really, it would it, be rude not to, wouldn't it? So for years, I, I avoided uh, Septic Flesh, because I thought... Septic it, Flesh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is this back I, to yesterday's conversation? <laughs> No, no. I thought it was going to be grindcore, probably with such a name. Turns out it's not. It's it's now my one of my favourite bands. Um, it's symphonic metal. It's, it's a Greek band, and uh, now I'm saying this on on air. I think it's going to happen if I'm saying that. I want to interview them. Uh, um, that's my mission. Now, what, what you? So you do a podcast. A radio I, show. Yeah, uh, well, it, it yes, yeah, sort of a radio show. Well, it depends, really, if I can find people who want to broadcast me. But yeah, sometimes I've got radio shows all over the place. And and so, how do people hear this radio show? Um, well, the, the next one with Kansas is going to be on Total Rock. Total Rock. Yeah, get that. Yeah, that but and then you go what you so you go and chase these interviews up yourself, <laughs> I, do you? I chased the interview, yes. Well do you you well, you just send an email to the band saying, Can I come and talk to you please? I'm with total I'm with Total Rock. Um I have uh, this this woman, uh, she's a PR. Oh. Or, uh, you're, well, on, you're on a list. <laughs> yeah. You're I'm on, on a she's list. on a list. I wanna get I'm on a list. On, I'm on I'm on Sharon's list. <laughs> I want a bit. Well, I don't know if I want to be on Sharon's list, but 
Um, I'd uh, like to be on a list. Well, she's got Steve Hackett and uh, Adrian Vandenberg. Yeah, and, Sharon's and list. And she's not... got Billy Idol. I want to get Billy Idol. I'm going to get Billy Idol. No, no, I'm going to get him first. Have you heard Billy Idol's <laughs> Christmas album? The Christmas album? When 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 is Christmas? What do you mean? When is Christmas? Well, it's in December. Same every year, Katia. It's the same every year. He's he did a Christmas album. Right, Um, can't. No. (laughs) Have you not heard it? No. It is absolutely brilliant. Okay. Um. Here we go. This is Billy Idol singing "White Christmas." I bought it as an ironic present for my sister. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I love a bit of Billy Idol. I think he's ridiculous and over the top, which is totally what we want for our pop stars. It is, isn't it? It's what we want. Yeah, I'm going to get that. It's so it, oh, it's Honestly, it is, it is superb. The whole album. Okay. You, you can probably get it for button. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on a minute. Okay. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Listen to this son. <laughs> Billy Idol, ladies and gentlemen, singing Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy oh, soul. <laughs> with a cold, cold pipe and a button nose, and his eyes made out of coal. Frosty. He sounds like Paul Nicholas. He's singing it nicely, I was going to yeah. say. Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Fair play to him. Fair play to him. Billy, you're right, Katya. I think yeah. Billy Idol is one of those people. Yeah. He can't. He, he's pa- he's always been pantomime, you know. And you yeah. can't. Re- I don't think he can do any wrong. Good for good for Billy Idol. Well, um, Kath, put Billy Idol on the list. <laughs> put Billy Idol on the list. Okay. Um, but well, that's good. It's good you do that. And, and when you go and interview these people, yeah. What what preparation do you do? I do. I I do quite a lot actually. I tend to, um, I'd say that for two or three weeks, I I read bio- biographies yeah. or uh, I well we're so lucky nowadays that we've got the internet, so you can you can listen to as many interviews yeah. as you want, uh, and then I will listen to. Mm, as, as many albums as I can. I try. Here's the, I try. Uh, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just we're comparing notes now. Mm. I um I, I like reading books. I generally, when we get people on, I generally know quite a bit about them anyway because I'm a fan. You know, we we are lucky that we have the privilege that we can we can ask people that we like. But sometimes there are people I don't know that much about. Um, I try and avoid. Um, other interviews mm. with them because I don't want to kind of be influenced by them. I tend not to, unless it's someone that no one else knows, only I know, but someone might know them by their biggest hit. I tend not to play 
the biggest hits because mm-hmm. that always they they always like that if you come in with something you know like a b-side from 1972 they go oh how do you know or from one of their not quite so good solo albums oh how do you know about that you've won them over i've won them over um instantly um and i tend not to go in with notes the last couple of interviews i've gone in with notes well i realized when i was talking to hunter davis about a book he'd written i was thinking of another book by another person <gasps> yeah i'm glad i didn't say the name oh, of it john, john, uh, john sent me an email today saying you forgot philip norman i was like oh god i was thinking of philip norman's book when i was talking to hunter davis that's terrible isn't it wow that is terrible yeah, definitely. But what you said about not listening to many to too many interviews, actually, I, I completely concur with that. I'd say I probably listen to a maximum of two or three, and, and that's it, really. Because, yeah, I don't want to be influenced um, by them. And it, usually it's really old interviews that I listen to, so, you know, um, many things have happened since. <laughs> have you got anyone lined up? Anyone at this very moment, uh, not really. She sent me, uh, she asked me if I wanted to interview someone that I'm not interested in anyway, oh. so I'm not oh. going um, It's, <laughs> already I've forgotten his name. Oh. He, he used to sing with Genesis, uh, but... Um, oh, the bloke that from, um, from um, um, the Gene advert, um, uh, the Stiltskin. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bloke from Stiltskin, he, he, when Genesis made an album that sold fifteen copies, he was the lead singer, and he's got a new album out. And yeah, you did you did well there to avoid that. Okay. Well, well thank you, Katia. Yeah, you're very welcome. Bye. Yeah, her voice got higher and higher at the end. Thank you, Katia. Um, yeah, I tend not to go in with notes unless it's. Um, I mean, I did, I did with Weird Al because I wasn't quite sure, and I'm glad it was Weird Al because Weird Al was, um, um, when I say a tough interview, I don't mean that in a negative way about him, but he's just, I think he's just quite shy, um, and his answers are quite kind of clipped and short, and it's it's not really a flowing conversation as it is it is with a lot of the other interviews, mm-hmm. and that's just you know, it's not Chris at all. I love the man; I think he can do, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, but I'd forgotten that from when I interviewed him last time and I, I, I struggled a bit on that one. Um, but generally I just kind of chat to them. Yeah. So you get the best. That's how I get the best of it. Everyone's got their, their own thing. And also if you've got questions written yeah, down, no, no, no. you go, the, you, you're thinking, Oh God, I've, I'm, the, I've got to get him back to question four and I don't know. How I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I missed question five out. Oh no. Whereas, you know, and always, I, generally I come away from interviews and go, oh, I wanted to Should ask about that. that. Don't matter. But it was a conversation. Yeah. When I first started out in journalism, my dad's a journalist as well, and I remember asking him about interviews and whether he went in with questions. And he said, well, have a think about the sort of areas. But yeah. the most important thing is listening. Because I did start out and I'd go in with like five questions that I really needed to get in. And then I'd listen back and I'd think, oh, they were telling me something else then. I wasn't listening to that you know i didn't follow the cue i will have bu- bullet points is what i have i don't have questions uh, and I'll, i will have bullet points when we speak to um uh, melanie next week because i'm not that familiar with her history so uh-huh. i will do some reading over the weekend and i will have bullet points of, of things that i'm particularly keen to to hit and i might someone recommended i watch an interview with luke haynes again another person that i actually i find him i'm a little bit intimidated at the thought of him coming in uh-huh. because in his books and i'm sure he's been absolutely delightful on emails and twitter absolutely delightful and charming i'm sure he is a very charming man but in his books he's he's very he's very sweary and he's he's he's, he's quite angry 
I know, but, but I, are he, you an amplified version of yourself? No, but he, 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 point, he, he says in the introduction, I'm writing this in the voice that I would have used in the 90s. Right. So this kind of, you know, loud, brash, but possibly chemically fueled, mm-hmm. arrogant young man. And he, and I, you know, he's going to be delightful. I'm looking forward to it. Of course he is. But I'm going to do a bit of research. Do you remember now. how much you were worried about Will Store coming in and we wanted to keep him, didn't we? Yeah, I was, I was. I was, um, because uh, he's, an, he's an intellectual giant. We've got Mark Mason coming in in a couple of weeks. Now, Mark Mason is brilliant. Now, he's written some books. And whenever I say these books, people go, oh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. But actually, he's brilliant. He wrote, um, uh, I can't remember the titles and I, I, I'll find them out. He wrote a brilliant book where he walked all the roots of the London Underground, but above ground. Yeah. They sound like s- such dull books. Well, don't you remember when you told me about it, my eyes yeah. glazed over? Yeah, but no, when totally. he came in, he was amazing. Oh, he's brilliant. He wrote another book. My, my favourite one of his was he travelled from um, Land's End to John O'Groats via bus, via public, <laughs> b- by buses. Not like a coach that's at the whole way. He'd get, like, the number 43 from Land's End, and then he'd go... go and uh, as he writes... And it, it sounds it so dry. Male Obsession and Walk the Lines. Yeah. That was it. Uh, no, male obsession is the um, is the, the the one that he's coming into play. Oh, the postcode thing. The postcode thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's brilliant. And he he knows he's coming in. And I love him. He's such a he's such a down to earth man. Uh, 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 and he's just full of trivia. He's one of those people. I've been out for lunch with him, and you'll sit and you'll say something. You go, oh, well, here's an interesting thing about that. And some people it could, it could wind them up the wrong way, but or rub them the wrong way. I love it. I just sit there and I'll just follow it, and I, then I'll try and fire back general knowledge to him and he'll go yeah no. <laughs> of course he does 0844 499 1000 this is talk radio across the uk online and on dab late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk now john holmes is well worth a listen by the way he's on one till four weekdays and um he's he's thoroughly entertaining um i thought it was a joke when he tweeted yesterday that he'd got the sack from the Now show on BBC Radio 4, which, I'll be honest, is a terrible show anyway, but that he'd got the sack because they wanted more diversity in terms of ethnicity and gender. And I thought, oh, that's that's quite a funny gag from John. But then I I checked with a few people, and it's true. He's not joking. He's... Basically... The only consistently funny thing on that awful show, I really can't stand it, but I think he would always, I would listen to it because I like listening, and it, it, it was a real um, moment. I always wondered why people who hate me listen to me. And there's that lovely um, uh, Howard Stern quote, people who like me listen to me for an hour, people who hate me listen to me for two hours. And I always wondered why people would listen to me and then send me abuse, think, why are you listening? And I got it when I listened to The Now Show because I enjoyed feeling self-righteous and angry. I enjoyed it. And I thought it was a terrible show, but I thought, John, they had some guests on that were quite funny um, occasionally, including one who I did a show with the other day. I can't remember his name. And he, yeah. Anyway, and, but I always thought John was, like, consistently funny. When he came on, I thought he was very amusing. And, um, you know, he's trying to do something a bit different on there. And they've got rid of him. Uh-huh. To replace him with, you know, different ethnicities and different genders and probably a wheelchair or two, you know. And it's, I mean, it is, and I said this out loud, it is, I'm going to say it, it is political correctness gone mad! Here's the thing as well, having been the woman that was brought into a show, not this one, 
I was brought into a breakfast show at one point and the guy who was doing the breakfast show didn't appreciate it and he knew I was being brought in because I was a woman. I knew I was being brought in because I was a woman and it didn't do me any favours. I mean, and also the, the Now Show... Give me a job because I'm good. Yeah. Don't give me a job because I've got the right bits. The Now Show is the most liberal, lefty, you know, show on Radio 4, which is quite a liberal, lefty station anyway. And it, And you just think, God... I mean, and I just don't, I just don't get, and also, you know, John's not on it every week and they have guests on it and they, they have, um, you know, revolving team members. Well, expand that revolving base of, of semi-regular team members. Um, and you know, the guests and get rid of punt or Dennis, either or. Aren't they the bosses of it though? flipping it but uh, they, they do this terrible thing i don't mean to speak ill of john's you know former colleagues but they do this terrible thing when they they get to the end of a sketch and they go thank you so um, that people goes oh it's the end of the sketch because there's no punchline there the one word that jumps to mind with a lot of the stuff that i hear that's supposed to be funny on radio four and some of it's brilliant yeah smug smug yeah it's just not funny just not funny you know and um i i, I it's a really weird thing and i and when i found out that was real i thought that's another nail in the coffin of the bbc they're really um on the back foot at the moment and uh that i mean that tiny adjustment to the now show well and also because because they they've come out and said yeah that's what we're doing well now they're a laughing stock now now they look ridiculous everyone you know I'm a liberal lefty, and I'm going, well, you look stupid now. What a stupid thing mm. to do, and to have admitted that that's what you're doing. If you're going to do it, do it quietly, you know, and, and, and say, well, John, it's been, we've had a great few years with you. We're, gonna, we're not going to renew your contract for, for the next series, but we wish you the best of luck. You know, But, yeah, but coming back to what I was saying, who'd want to be the woman that was brought into that scenario? <laughs> who'd want to be the person, the non-white person brought into that? Because it just feels, it feels like you're the token, doesn't it? Oh dear, I'm glad I'm out of the BBC. I was so proud when I worked there, and I still have the um, the fob. I still have the fob, so we can still get into those buildings. <laughs> um, but I was so proud to, even though it was, you know, it was a crappy little local radio station that had terrible reach and, and you know, we, 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 terrible listening figures. We we increased the listening figures when we were there, as, as I've always done. And do you know what we had fun at times as well? Oh, it was fun, but. I- but I was proud to have that fob. Yeah, I was I proud was. to work at the BBC. And then you just, well, you, you, when you get caught in the machinations of it all, and oh, I just think it's ridiculous. A lot of it's so ridiculous. And the BBC is, is if they're not careful, they're going to destroy themselves. But for the most part, it's not the people making the programmes that are making these decisions, is it? It's the bean counters. It's Yeah, it's the suits. Mm. Ronan, a lot of them Ronan been... Fairhead yeah, exactly. got, got, they were gone, got booted. They? I mean, and I, you know, I, I, you know, she she was 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 high up on the list of people that got rid of me. And, you yeah. know, and I kind of thought, well, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone uh, number. Um, Tris, I'll come to you in a minute. I'll come to you after the break. Um, it's Wednesday, not Tuesday. Yeah, and I think. Because my head is all over the shop. I'm mean, literally the worst week of my life this week, despite the good news about my mum. Just, just the worst week. Um, I'm finding it hard to get the show to kind of rise today. You know, it feels a little bit um, flaccid. 
basically. And I don't and I don't think we're an hour and a half into it. And we've had some good bits. It's not a complete write off by any stretch of the imagination. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's. It, I, I think this is as good as it's going to get. Basically, I, I just you know I don't think we're going to uh, reach the dizzy heights of um, I- I- excitement that we've had the last couple of shows. They can't all be winners, guys. They can't all be winners. I suppose is the uh, the lesson. So what we're going to do? We're going to hunker down. Another hour and a half of this. We'll get through it. We'll come out of it the other side. And then we'll we'll double our efforts tomorrow to make um, tomorrow an ev- even um, better show. Why is someone sending a tweet to talk radio and including John Gaunt in it? That's strange, isn't it? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Tris! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Tris. Evening, how are you? I'm all, I'm not brilliant, I'll be honest, Tris. Uh, that's not... Tough week. That's not good. Tough week. Yeah. Really, I mean, really, um... I mean, really, properly, has my life come to this kind of week? I mean, it's been, it's beyond, I'm on these metazapine tablets, right, that I I take because they they help me sleep, and they they reduce anxiety, and they help me sleep, Uh, but they make me put on a lot of weight, and I'm I'm seeing the the guy in a couple of weeks talk about that. Uh, Yesterday, for the first time ever, 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 I took a couple of them in the daytime just to knock me out. Okay. That's now. That's not healthy, guys. No, I took a couple not. in the daytime because I thought I don't know how I'm going to get through today. Oh, I know how. I'm going to sleep. Now, they're not sleeping tablets, so don't, you know. Don't everyone think I'm, I'm, I'm you know, that, that, that's just one of the the side effects. If you are, if you take them and you are relaxed, they will help you sleep. And um, they did. And this week, truth, man, it's 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 real. Uh, it's real hard work. It's real hard work. So how am I? I'm I'm a mess, man. I'm an absolute mess. But I'm turning up for work, and sometimes that's all you can do. Just the great, the great pretender, eh? Just the great pretender, exactly. Anyway, oh man, what I you got like for us, man? That, but well, I've, I feel like a bit of an idiot. I've um, oh, avoid I've. Almost actively avoided Scott Walker my entire life until today. Go and he's on, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, um, Tell tell me where you where, how you've got in there. Well, I listened to two of his albums, Scott Two, Scott Four, because it's it's hit and miss, I isn't it? I only do the even numbers. <laughs> he he switches between doing maudlin pop ballads and doing um, cleverly crafted artistic um, uh, rock. Yeah, well, he's 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 a bit of a, he's a bit of a lyricist, isn't he? And he's just gentle, nice music. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I You're I not was, sold. No, well, I've I've I have stood on stage and introduced Jarvis Cocker onto stage, who was then, while I was still stood there, introduced Scott Walker onto stage to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award. So I've, I have st- stood literally two foot away from the man himself. Um, the voice is amazing. I've not given it enough... Um, I've not given it enough effort 
to be honest. I watched a really good documentary about him uh, about a year ago, actually. Um, but I, um, I'm not, t- I'm not totally convinced. Okay, I thought it was just sort of croonery, you know, that sort of... Loneliness, well, it's the clothes you wear. That's a good song. But they were, they were two quid in Oxfam, so I thought, you know what, why not? The and sun ain't gonna shine anymore. And that's the walk of it broke up the drive. You, you can't, um, for some reason, talk radios drops off my DAB to go oh. in the car. Oh. Well, maybe you should mm. take the Hintress. Pe- perhaps, yeah, maybe perhaps, perhaps we don't need you anymore. Yes, we do. We need everybody we can get. For crying out loud, we need everybody. Um, I, I, well, I've, just, I've just never got round to giving him a proper crap. I like the idea of him a lot, and um, I probably need to listen a bit more. I mean, on first listen, it's uh, there's more to him than I thought there was going to be, yeah. and uh, I, had, I had a very pleasurable drive listening to that. Oh, I tell you what, if you're talking about about long, long sort of proggy tunes, yeah, Soft Machine, um, oh. their album third, yes, double album, it's four tracks, a track aside. And, um, yeah, they're really good, actually. Um, Moon in June on that album. Which, I mean, every track's not 22 minutes long, obviously, but um, uh, you've got some long proggy genius on there, Robert Wyatt <laughs> and co. Robert Wyatt did a really... Robert Wyatt, I don't really understand either. He did... Um, was it him that did a really bizarre cover version? Was he the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah, beardy bloke. Yeah, he did a really weird cover version of I'm a Believer in the 70s. Yeah, that's right, that's right. That yeah, was, yeah. was actually a really big, um, it was a really big hit. But yeah. um, it was awful. Was It was a real stinker. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's not up there of his best work, but um, no, I don't write it. I don't write it at all, actually, to be honest. But um, he's got he's got some real. But he, he's not an artist you can categorise. He's some of his albums are great. Some of his albums are toss. Yeah. Um, when he's getting all sort of uh, experimental and electro in the early seventies, really good. And when he's just doing cover versions in the early eighties, it gets it gets all a bit sort of yeah, whatever. They do though, don't they? They do. They do. They do, though. Though these these people, they do, though, don't they? Um, who, had, who, who had a good nineteen eighties though? No, none of the heritage artists. None of them no. did. Uh, I mean, McCartney had a couple of cheesy ones, but I quite like them. But for the most part, it was barren. David Bowie was terrible in the eighties. Johnny Cash was terrible in the eighties. Bob Dylan was awful in the eighties. The Beach oh, Boys. Bob while I have awful a, always. Oh, it was awful always. While I have a soft spot for the Beach Boys' eighties output. I mean, you compare it to the sixties and seventies. It's awful. None yep. of the classic acts had a good 80s. They just didn't do it. It's, it's peculiar, isn't it, the way everyone just went down that production route thinking that this must be must be the way forward. No one had confidence in themselves. No, exactly. They should have Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young. It, none of them... You're right, actually. None of them did. It, the 80s was a very bleak period for uh, our classic um, rock and rollers. Yeah, I always thought Lou Reed had a good 80s, and I sort of revisited that, and no, actually, he didn't. Uh, no, he didn't. He d- I don't think Lou Reed had a good career. Oh, no, I disagree with you there. Okay, okay. Oh, so you don't like the Velvet Underground, though, do you? No, I don't. I think they're a terrible band. 
Oh, I think they're one of the best. No, you're wrong. Mm. But thanks for calling. <laughs> you're wrong. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um Nat's on the line. Evening Nat. Evening Ian. Hello Nat, are you are you near your telephone? Yes, I am now. Sorry. Okay, excellent, thank you. What have you got for us, Nat? Right. Last night Are you on spe- are you on speakerphone? Yes, hang on, let me get you off. No, 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 no. This is unacceptable. Sorry, is that alright? Oh there we go. Now we can hear you. No, it doesn't sound like you're in the bath. <laughs> No, I'm not in the bath. <laughs> no, I, I just speak a phone. I just... Come on, guys. If you're going to talk to someone on the telephone, pick up the bloody telephone. But yes. I was doing things. I had my, I had my phone on loudspeaker. Oh, she was drinking. She's a busy woman. Good for her. Well done. What have you got for yeah. us? Right. You know, last night you were talking about um, severed penises. <laughs> yes, we were. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine today yeah. um, about you and your show. Yes. And... Um, we were also talking about bad girls as well. About what? Bad girls. Bad girls? Yeah. The television programme? Yes. Yeah. And what we... What... Um, because there was... What, there was a police... There was a uh, prison guard who had his penis chopped off, wasn't there? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen bad girls. And it was by the, the actress who played Shirley in EastEnders. It oh, was what? Say that again. I can't hear you very well. It's by the actress... Who played Shirley in EastEnders? Oh, okay, I know. Okay, I know Shirley. Um, yeah. uh, uh, and she cut a, a, a guard's penis off, did she? Yeah, because he was having an affair. Well, these the, these things um, happen, I guess, from time to time. Well, I'm, why are you telling me this? Oh, it's just just because <laughs> I was I meant to call you up yesterday oh, to sort of say about it and i forgot so okay. that's why i'm telling you no i i appreciate you telling me i i, I really yeah. do but um uh what bad girls was was quite trashy wasn't it no bad girls was good i've got a I friend i've got a friend who was in bad girls um a, a, a woman called uh nicole right and, and she was in it in fact she, i've got she's doing some shows and um i've got to plug them but i haven't got the details in front of me so i can't plug them but i will um, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it myself. No, it was it was a it was a good series. I did used to like Footballers' Wives though. Oh, I enjoyed that. I never watched that, but I did used to watch the one that was on Sky called, about football. It was awful, but brilliant. What was it called? Dream Team. Dream Team. Oh my goodness! Right, there was one section. There was one that looked a bit like Cundy, right? Yeah. And uh, he got out of shape. He was called Fletch. Yeah. And for a whole season. The actor that played Fletch was wearing some sort of like, well, I think it was just like a pillow under his jumper <laughs> to, sh- to show that he was out of shape. It was ridiculous, but brilliant at the same time. Yeah, yeah can't beat a bit of that. No, you can't beat a bit of Dream Team. It's you great. can't beat a bit of Dream Team. <laughs> I don't think I remember Dream oh, Team. Oh, it was great and rubbish. Well, I'm glad we got that sorted. Thank you, Nat. <laughs> That's all right, no problem. You get back to your drink. Tutty bye. 0844 499 Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Pat! Hey, Ian and Kath. How are you doing? I am all right. How are you? Yeah, surviving. Thank you. What you got for us, boss? Yes, I thought I'd call in with... uh, Earlier you mentioned great songs. Yes. Well, I have a song here. Uh, Do you have... um, well, you're there. Do you have YouTube access? I, I, I do, but it depends what the song is. Well, <laughs> it's um, 
it has to be held to be believed, really. It's by a, a singer by the name of Sidney Devine. Divine. Yeah. And um, it's called Nobody's Child. Well, hang on a sec. That sounds miserable as sin. Uh, do you know what it is? It's in that vein of those terrible songs like Leader of the Pack yeah. and uh, Tell Laura I Love Her, one of them things. But the lyrics are so insane. It's country. We're in. That's it, mate. As I was slowly passing an orphan's home one day, I stopped there for a moment just to watch the children play. Alone a boy was standing, and when I asked him why, he turned with eyes that could not see, and he That's all my soul can take of that, Pat. That's outrageous. Isn't it horrifying? Sweet Lord, that's awful. Do you know what? I played that to a friend of mine. Obviously, I come from Scotland, but I've been in England now for uh, 24 years. And I had a dim memory of it from uh, growing up in the 70s. Yeah. And here I And I played it to a mate of mine down here, and both of us nearly had a hemorrhage laughing. <laughs> it's that, that now he sounded Irish. That fella. It sounded like that Irish country. No, he, no, he's from Glasgow. Is, oh, is he Scots? <laughs> oh, spruce. Okay. I was thinking it sounded like uh, like a Glaswegian family party where uh, yeah, <laughs> where your uncle's got up to have a sing song. That is exactly. It. And you know what? That song would get sung by the increasingly inebriated relatives. <laughs> there we go, I can imagine it. It was, well, I mean, but, but uh, in country, I love uh, country, but that, that kind of traditional, it really is the most miserable um, sound there is, isn't it? They, they, they really, you know, do pull at the heartstrings. Oh, it's desperate, man. I can only think that it, yeah, maybe they didn't have Samaritan's number when they put well, that on. you see... <laughs> Dreadful, and no disrespect to Smarman. No, exactly, but you you could be right. Well, well, thanks, Pat, because you 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 know we were on a downer as it is, and now we seem to have sunk even lower. Well, I'll cheer you up. Go on. You're a fan of Limmy. Love Limmy. Love Limmy. Yes. Have you ever seen a show on, uh, well, from BBC Scotland called Still Game? I've tried Still Game, and I can't get into it. No. I can't. I can't get it to work for me. No. Oh, that's a shame. I've, and, I've, and I have tried it, because I've had so many people uh, recommend it to me, but I just can't get it to... It doesn't work for me, I'm afraid, Pat. No, not to worry. Sorry, but thank you for the recommendation, and thank no you for worries. that miserable song. <laughs> Cheers, Pat. Thanks a lot. Nick's on the line. Evening, Nick. Hello. Hello, Nick. What you got for us? Um, I've kind of rang in for some, like, music geek chat as a uh, panel, really, Ian, to okay. be honest with you. I mean, there's so many, like, talking points, so we'll go with uh, Scott Walker for a start. Yes. Well, we've been focusing on, like, the croony years, but I wondered if you'd heard, like, the um, the kind of the avant-garde stuff. Well, this is doing. what I was trying to get across to, to Tris, that he, <laughs> he, he flip-flops between, you know, doing the big kind of um, uh, cheesy ballads and yeah. the avant-garde... 
really hard work stuff that, d- that didn't sell quite as good, but is what, you know, the, the um, arty people like him for. It took me a while to click with the arty stuff, but I think it's, um, like, one album in particular is The Drift, which I think is his 2006 one. I would say that is one of the most terrifying albums oh. ever. Hey, I heard a song the other day. We'll come back to this in a second. Um, a, a song that has the same effect on me as watching Threads, the movie. Okay. It's by Anoni, who used to be Anthony mm. and the Johnsons. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's um, um, about... I guess it's about global warming and all the animals dying. Oh, God. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's a brilliant pop song. We'll, we'll start the top of the hour with it, right? It's a brilliant pop song... But it is, it is haunting. That's the only word. It's haunting. And it's really yeah. good. It's quite fast. But it, it, honestly, it makes me feel as though the whole world is as bleak and as pointless as when I watch Threads. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a pop song. Are you sure tonight's the night for that? Yeah! We're going for it. We're going to play a noni. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing... It's, it's a, a, such an incredible sound, but... You come away and you want to jump off a bridge. Oh, wow. I kind of, I kind of find uh, his or her voice slightly. I don't know. I it, like her voice. Uh, I wasn't so keen. I think she's had. I think she's um, uh, uh, has um, transitioned. Yeah. And, and I think that's the term. I wasn't so keen on Anthony and the Johnsons, but I, I the, her voice now. Um, oh, well, I've only heard this song to be honest. I don't know, but I like her voice on this song. It's. I think it's it's very powerful, and I think the whole. Uh, We'll play it because it's they play it on six music all the time, and it's incredible, but it's an half grim, and I, it, it sounds as though that um, uh, Scott Walker album might be just as grim. He he does like a really bizarre psychotic like Bugs Bunny impression on like one of the songs, oh. and like some of the percussion on it is like the sound of meat being punched. Oh, <laughs> I wa- that's that was the documentary I watched was about the recording of that album because yeah, it yeah, is him punching meat. Like, spending ages with the you know trying to make the perfect like woodblock noise and yeah. like using the spoon. That's amazing. Yeah, and he's just yeah. like yeah, you. That's like really cool. And it's, <laughs> it's oh, it's like, fascinating. To watch. Yes, and they punch meat, don't they? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. brilliant, actually. Um, I, I tell you what, you mentioned um, just to move away from the slight grimness, even though it is slightly grim. You mentioned uh, Moby Grape earlier on. Yes, and I wondered if you was aware of the because it's kind of related the the Skip Spence album, or no? Was it, he was the um, well, he was originally the drummer in Jefferson Airplane, right? And he got re- replaced by Spencer Dryden, and Skip Spence formed Moby Grape. Kind of went a bit weird with, you know, drug psychosis and that kind of stuff. As the best and ones he, do. he recorded, like, this classic outsider album called Ori. Basically, I think he was uh, in the Bellevue Mental Hospital. He rode from there in his pyjamas to Nashville, and he, like, recorded it on, like, an old two-track machine. And that has... It's a brilliant album, but it's like, it is the American version of, like, the Madcap Laughs. It's kind of got, it's maybe even more fall, you know, fall apart. See, it, you mentioned Sid Barrett there. I did, yeah. That's I'm another person I don't really get. And I, 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 I don't think he's that good. I like, I like, you know, CMLE play and an old lane. Had a strange yeah. hobby. There we go. Selecting clothes. My favourite, my favourite clip of the Floyd is like the one when they're on like that with, with Dr. Hans Keller. And he's like, it's terribly loud. For me, I can't bear it. It's too loud. <laughs> it's a very good clip. I was, I was brought up with a string quartet. 
And I like, you know, Baby Lemonade, I think, is a great song, but I, generally, I just think... I learned guitar from Sid Barrett, because it's so simple, but at the same time, there's, I don't know, he's a really good rhythm, you can kind of hear that like, Bow Diddley... He obviously but... had mental health issues, and then to yeah. compound that, he took a shed load of really strong LSD, oh yeah. and he blew his freaking mind. And he was famous, he was a famous recluse, he lived in a, like a sort of te- normal terraced house in Cambridge, he was like a big rock star, and then he just quit. And um, uh, Dave Gilmore looked after him and would make sure he get, got royalties and money and stuff like that. And, and people would go and knock on his door and, and make pilgrim, pilgrimages and stuff. And, and like every three or four years, the Daily Mail would go, we found Sid Barrett. Well, it's not difficult. Well, it's still at his house. Yeah. Um, but he was obviously damaged goods and would kind of just shuffle around and, um, you know, was, was uh, the, the ultimate acid casualty. I think that's like our famous video where, um, like, some guy pretended to be a salesman and he had a camera, like, in his bag and it's supposed to be, like, the last... But it's it's impossible to see. I think that the bidding price for the for the footage is quite high, but I oh, don't I think it's the most that's, thingy that's conversation. A, I think it's yeah. like, you said, Barrett, no. That's a, bit mean. <laughs> that's a bit mean. You don't want to go around yeah, filming people like he, that. Yeah, he withdrew for a reason, for definite. Uh, but, Nick, thank you for that. Um, yeah, that's a bit mean. I never really got um, uh, Sid Barrett. Bruce! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Bruce. How are you doing, fella? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. What you got um, for us, boss? I, well, I just did a, a little bit in and out tonight, because um, I, I had dinner late. So, um, did anyone sort out the Sam Allardyce thing for you? Uh, well, yeah, I, no one's told me why it's an interesting story and what he's done that's so wrong. <sighs> OK, it, it wasn't what I was going to call off about, but I'll, I'll try and explain it for you quickly. So... Really, all it is, he's not done anything wrong yet. It was the kind of act that he could have done something wrong and that he was talking about he knew how well, to... Hang on, it was his minority laws. report. He's got the boot because he could have done something wrong. He, he insinuated he had ways of getting around loopholes. But, I mean, but... That, even if he had had ways of getting around... If they're loopholes, then legally, that's not a crime. Oh, I know, sorry. Not, OK, not, not loopholes, but... Come on. Rules have been put in place to stop things from happening. But if there are, ways of, if there are ways of getting around those walls... Agreed, but he's not in a position... Like, the position he's in is to lead the nation's football team. He's paid £3 million a year. Right. Taking a few undergrounds to do some dodgy stuff. But, but it wasn't... Mean, I thought the, the 400 grand was to go and give some talks in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I don't know. I think some of it's lost in, in translation. It's kind of a sting thing, but there's a chance it could lead to other stuff. I think that's really the gist of it. It'll be interesting to see what happens next, because they reckon there's about ten other managers... Well, they've they've named the some position. of them, and they're people like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Wasn't he in uh, Frank Zappa and the Mothers? <laughs> I believe he was uh, their double bassist. Yeah, and there's but, another, uh, and there's another, there's the, but the, I think I think they're all kind of the the, 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 the sport Billy boys were getting excited well, by a couple of names, but I think they're all quite low-ranking people that have apparently there's been some super injunctions taken out. Okay, well, <laughs> if they're taking super injunctions out, they've got to have a bit of weight behind them. So well, I think what we're getting well, is, here's, is the surface. Who's stuff. surprised really that a sport that is played primarily by um, millionaire egotists that there are people taking backhanders and bungs is anybody is anybody surprised by that I'd, I'd be surprised if they weren't all taking bungs well that's that, that's quite true 
let's lighten the mood a little bit before I try and bring it back down again. Um, songs, <laughs> songs <laughs> that uh, kind of make me smile. Um, the Sultans of Ping FC. Where's my jumper? We've had that one. That's why he was well, having tonight. his dinner. Yeah, how, oh. I, how, how strange. That's weird. Isn't that weird that that has been suggested by two people on the same show? Well, because it's a bloody good song, that's why. Someone texted me <laughs> um, that they're playing a gig tonight, I think, or they're on tour at the moment, the Sultans of yeah, Pink. What are we waiting for? Yeah, I know, guys. I've never, I've never got to see them, but um, I'd like to. I know they do tours every now and again. Um, what I actually wanted to call about, and yes. it seems to be a common theme that I've heard so far, people doing something quite like Johnny and then bring the mood down. Yeah. I'm getting really depressed as a father, and I wondered how you both were as parents as well, with this disturbing trend at the moment of people or, or kids videoing each other, beating other kids up. Mm. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is it's that... been a thing oh, for a while. Is it? I mean, yeah. Um, the, last, the last few days, there's been a, there's about two or three videos that I've seen, um, which have led to arrest, which is, I suppose, the only good thing. But it's just it's just horrific, just the worst kind of what was attack, this, just bullying. What was this thing the other week? I meant to mention this. A hundred kids gathered in the park for a bundle. Did you hear this? No. Yeah. yeah it was in, like, South London or something. Yeah. And it's just, like, this park in this, like, normal kind of, you know, street. And then suddenly, like, about seven o'clock one night... A hundred kids just piled into this park for this massive bundle. And there were police helicopters. And they're kids. Kids doing it. Didn't that always happen, though? Well, it was a little bit like that scene in the first Anchorman. Or the second one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Without without the funny cameos. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean, but didn't that always happen school on school stuff? It certainly happened in Grange Hill. Yeah, but what's so stupid, and this is what I don't get, is the fact that... They're videoing each other doing this. Oh, they video everything, though. This is the thing, right, that our generation are going to have to get used to, I think. If it didn't film it, they, it didn't happen for these kids. They film everything. There is literally nothing that they won't document. I know, but don't film stuff that's going to incriminate you. It was like the Tottenham riots. And when you saw people um, videoing each other, like, leaving shops with, you know, TVs, my favourite one was... Uh, a video that circulated of somebody showing off their bag of, a big bag in Italy, of Tesco economy basmati rice. Yeah, yeah why that. would you nick that? Well, you know, that stuff is delicious. Rice is good, yeah. That's, that's, that stuff, rice is nice. That stuff is delicious. Bruce, thank you for that. We've got to end it because we're coming to uh, the top of the hour. Um, we'll play that uh, Anoni song. It, uh, I've it, never heard it, so it, this is going to have an effect, is it? It is amazing. It, I think it's incredible, but it does make me feel like threads at the end of it. But it's quite an upbeat vibe but when you listen to it you go oh god the world the world sucks doesn't it um another hour to go to listening you're more than welcome to contribute 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number 0844 499 1000 we call you back um i'm ian lee this is talk radio across the uk online and on dab talk radio for those about to talk we salute you Talk Radio. Ah, it's coming up to midnight. Uh, do give us a call, 0844 499 1000. Uh, you can watch us as well, dear listener, if you go to periscope.tv slash Ian Lee and you can see us waving at you now. I'm Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's only for the it's only four degrees. 
Nora. It's bleak, isn't it? She needs a letter right now to her mum. And that bleak? But isn't it brilliant? Yeah, it feels like someone's punched me in the stomach a few times. Exactly. It has the same effects on me that watching the movie Threads does. Just thinking the the bleakness 
of ig- and pointlessness of existence. We're all doomed. Isn't it, though? Isn't it? It's upsetting, isn't it? Yeah, I think I just want a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got a minute. That's the point. We haven't got a minute. We need to change things now if we're going to save this world. But we can't save the world. That's the thing. I'm going to walk home tonight. That will do it. You you get mugged, um, and that will save the uh, mm. planet. I love that song. I love it. I'm tempted to get the album, but we'll 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 see. Um, uh, good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Catherine Boyle is here. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We mm. call you back. Not re- the show's not not really working tonight. I, I define working because I've good. Been, <laughs> good. No, I don't think no. I think I think you're being overly um, critical because I think that some of the conversations we've had been really interesting. I don't, I don't know what you're expecting. I'm expecting a good I've, show. We've not had a belly laugh yet. No, I just... And, there been, and it's not in any way... Any of the callers that, that, that have called up, please don't think this is a criticism of you. Um, I, you've all contributed something to the show, you know, something positive to the show. I just think if I were listening at home to the bits where I'm talking, I'd probably switch off. Oh. I would. I don't think it's very good tonight. And that's fine. That's fine. We can't. You can't always get what you want. Uh, page one of the Star. Mel B's lesbian romp shock. Now, oh, shock. Define shock. I'd be shocked if Mel B hadn't had a lesbian romp this week. <laughs> She's been having lesbian romps every week since about nineteen ninety six. She has been quite vocal about trying girls out, hasn't she? She's going to wear it out. <laughs> She's going to wear a groove into her groove. She's always. She talked about but, it quite a lot before. But the the thing is, I don't. I, I'm going to read the story. I don't think the, the the shock is she's not had lesbian sex in this one. Let's read. Let's read the story. Girl on girl. Girl on girl spice. Sorry, I'm married. So she. Some another woman fancies her. And she said, "Sorry, I'm married." She said, "No, I'm not having that." Right. Fa- X Factor singer fancies and fancies is in fancies. Quotes. Fancies. Mel C. Let's read on. Mel B. Mel B. Spice Girl Mel B. has turned down the advances of a saucy bisexual X Factor singer. Oh, 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 right. Okay. So, but that doesn't. T- so, hang on. Mel B.'s lesbian romp shock. That's what that says. Well, where's the romp in that? Is the shock that she said no? <laughs> Sexy Sahila Clifford. Fortunate surname. Makes it to Simon Cowell's judges' mm. houses this weekend. Mm. Uh, admits she finds the former chart topper incredible and stunning. Of course she does, because they're all finding reason to be in the papers at the moment, because that's the way you I, stay in the competition. I'm going to say something controversial. Go on. I liked Mel B's solo work. That one where it's all green and she's wearing the basque and she's got a fella on the chain. I liked that song. Yeah. I couldn't sing it to you now. What was it? I also like. Here's the thing. I'm going to say She did something. Word Up, didn't she? Word Up. I also liked... Mel C's solo work. I liked some of it. I interviewed Mel C when she was doing her solo work, and I, and she had a song out. I can't remember what the song was, but it was it was brilliant actually. And I said, I think that song you've got out is brilliant. And she went, Oh, I didn't think you'd like me. People like you don't like me. And I said, Oh no, no, I think this is a brilliant song. She came and said hello to me, didn't she? It she was did. Only. Very nice. Came so did Susanna Reid. Yeah, I was more impressed with. Um, well, I used to be someone. This is the thing. I used to be someone. I, I could have been. I was a, a contender, but Mel. I, I must admit, there was a sense of satisfaction when Mel C came up to you and, "All right, Ian, how you doing?" Went, yeah, that's right, guys. 
Who are you working with? Oh, local, local radio station. But I've won and, who, and who's this? I don't know her. Don't know her. You weren't there, were I you? I was there. No, I don't think you were. Yeah, I was there. No, you weren't because I was with um, uh, with Paul Scoynes, and he saw it, and you didn't. All oh, right, okay. Oh. I I just feel like I saw it because yeah. I heard the story. So oh yeah, okay. so, yeah. I was there for the Susanna Reid moment. I was yes. impressed with that. Uh, then you were, uh, and you weren't there for anything much after that because you got pissed. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to win, and I didn't think you were going to give me the microphone. And I think that's fairly obvious by the speech I attempted to give. So Gila says she was blown away when she discovered that Scary Spice was one of the guest helpers. The former beauty queen gushed. Oh. Oh, the former beauty queen gushed. Oh, my God. Sorry. Mel B looks incredible. She looks fantastic. Asked if she'd ever had a romance with a girl... Single Sahila teased, I have snogged a girl, and I'm not afraid to admit that. It's 2016, and gender shouldn't matter. Oh, this is made up, this story. Wait, why? But why is it different for blokes? Because all the blokes go, oh, yeah, this is beautiful. But imagine, right, if there was a bloke, a, 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 a perceived straight bloke, a good-looking bloke in X Factor, uh-huh. you ever snogged a boy? Oh, get... Oh, no. Why you say that? Oh, no. Bisexuality is more acceptable in women than it is in men. Mm. Well, certain women. Certain men. Asked if she'd ever... uh, It's great to fall in love with anybody. But when Scary Spice, who has also had lesbian romances... That doesn't mean they're going to fancy each other. That doesn't mean anything's going to happen. ...discovered she had a Myra over in Los Angeles. She was quick to let her down gently. Mel, who is wed to Hollywood producer Stephen Belafonte, son of... Harry Belafonte. Dale! Mm-hmm. Said, those days are gone. I'm married to a fella. <laughs> Did she say that? Yeah. To a fella? I like the sausage, not the kebab anymore. I'm a one sausage woman. No pita. <laughs> okay. The singer also thinks that 18-year-old Sahila will clash with the other girls in the show. Mel added, I like a confident person, but I think she is not a girl's girl. That is clear. Well, she's telling us she is a girl's girl. She'd be your girl. She's literally a girl's girl. While we're doing the showbiz news, let's continue. Daisy, come dancing. (laughs) Did she? Strictly star Daisy Lowe daughter of um, Ben Shepherd from um, Bush. G- Gavin Shuka from Bush. Gavin Rosdale, isn't it? Gavin Rosdale. Why Ben Shepherd? Why are you thinking of him? I know. Wants to whisk her hunky dance partner, Al Jazz Skorjanek. Oh, man, alive. I do hope when we do finally have Brexit that we'll just have British dancers on the show. <sighs> Off around the country. But their partners need not fear the pair right are eloping. Well, they weren't worried about it, but why have you mentioned eloping? I didn't think they were going to elope, but you've mentioned it. Now I think they're going to elope. Also, who elopes? <laughs> no one elopes anymore. When was the last time anyone actually eloped, apart from in a soap opera? You can't anymore because of Facebook. Model Daisy DJs on club nights and thinks it would be great. This story's no good because I can't see her pants. <laughs> Daisy, who is dating actor Bradley Frankie Wade... Choose a name. Said, rather than DJ gigs, I thought, can I drag Al Jazz around and do the waltz? That 
Well, that's that's nothing. So I don't watch these programs because they're pony, utter pony. <laughs> they're two made-up stories there two... to encourage you to watch a program you probably. And I apologise, dear listener, <laughs> because I I fell for it. I got suckered in. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Derek, stay there. Come to you after this. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Yes, Derek. Hello, Ian. Hello, Derek. Hello, Ian. Hey, it went all garbled there. I think it was just bad. But anyway, hey, I'm a first time caller. Hey, nice one, man. Thanks for what? what how long have you been listening for? A month. A month. How, and did month. you? Can I ask? Did you find us like apparently all of the new callers do mm. by by accident? Kind of. <laughs> um, I used to listen to talk radio back in the day in the, in the early nineties. Yeah. There, there was some boring guy who I think is now on LBC. Yes. I used to listen to him. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. So now I listen to you. And what do you reckon? Because, because uh, uh, you know, I haven't done a, a late night show for about four or five years, and it's okay. I, I love late nights. I asked for this slot. I've but got I, a bone to pick with you about that. Go on. You keep me up. Oh, I see. Oh, well, that, so that case we're working because yeah. uh, 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 you know, for me, late night is the dream slot, and it's when I'm. I'd, I'd most... like to be in bed by midnight, but I quite often can't stop listening until oh, one a.m. Nice one, Derek. Thank you, mate. That's really good to hear. Well, well, not for me. No, I mean, for you, it's a disaster. <laughs> for you, it's going to end in, in relationship I collapse and, and losing your job. Yeah. But apart from that, we're, we're winning, so that's good. You know, well, I'm glad you found us, mate. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, not a lot. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've been putting off phoning for, for months, and... Well, well the joy of this show is... Um, look, you can phone up and say, I've got nothing to say, I just wanted to phone oh, up no, and say Oh, no, I don't have nothing to say. Oh. If you, I know you don't do topics, but if you want a topic, I'll give you a topic. Yeah, go on, well, if you've got well, one, let's well, have Well, all right, okay, off the top of my head, I recall watching you on, say, was it Bits you did? The the video game? Hey, flipping it, you've got, a, you've got a good memory, not a perfect one. No, it wasn't Bits. Bits was the one right. with... No, no, that that was the one that I replaced, and that was with Alex. Yes, and um, the other two girls whose names escape me. Uh, but we replaced it. We replaced it, and it was it was Thumb Bandits was the show that me and Alex did. Oh no, I, I didn't watch it on Sky. I think it was on Channel Four back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it was called Thumb Bandits. You you prune. We replaced Bits, <laughs> which was a terrible mistake because Bits was brilliant and Thumb Bandits was terrible. I found her soon attractive. Was that wrong? To find me attractive? No, her. Oh, Alex? Yeah. Oh, no, she, Alex was, was, uh, was, uh, was, was absolutely stunning. She was beautiful. She was lovely, but she was quite tomboyish. Yeah, she, well, she had, um, uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't say tomboyish, but then I worked with her, so I, no, I, don't, I thought I didn't she even was, her, but no, I, no, 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 I thought she was, I thought she was very glamorous. She's, she's, she had, um, nice red hair and she had a very sexy American accent. Yeah, she's I, a I doctor rude, now. She's yeah, a doctor. I'd, I'd have gone there, yeah. Sorry? Well, I don't I don't, rude, I, I, with that attitude, yeah. she wouldn't have let you anywhere near her. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I, I loved Alex, and we we kind of, like, every about eight months or so, we'll just send each other a little text saying, oh, I just heard you on Radio 4, or oh, she just will have seen me on TV. We should meet up for lunch, and we never, ever do. Is she still into gaming? She is into gaming, but she's, um, like, all clever now. She's She's got a doctorate. She's clever in, back then. But she's got, um, like, a doctorate in, I think, a PhD 
in some form of of computer uh, uh, thing, and she writes books and presents documentaries about the internet and how it, uh, it has impacts on society and all these kinds of things. I don't know that. No, she's. I'm. I'm. And this this will sound patronising, but I don't mean it to. She wouldn't take it. I'm very proud of her because I always knew she was better than presenting that rubbish show that we presented. And I'm glad that well, she. I thought that was. I thought that was a great show. I loved it. Well, I mean, know. I obviously remember having a cocktail and whatnot, but no, I loved that show. Well, I'm yeah, like, it was. It was. It was. So we filmed that in Glasgow, you know. Really? Yeah, we filmed Thumb Bandits in Glasgow. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I used, to go, I used to get flown up there back in the day when there was money floating about. You got flown to Glasgow? Flown to Glasgow, would stay up there for two castle? nights and come straight back down. It's beautiful. <laughs> I paid a fortune for that as well, that show, actually, I think, on it. Well, there you go. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that, Derek. There are bits of it up on YouTube if you want to relive those days. It's not something I'm particularly keen to remember, but... Um, well, you... it's, it's more that I've got a geeky knowledge of gaming. What are you, are you playing anything at the moment? Uh, you, know, you know, weirdly, I've actually kind of gone off gaming. Yeah. I still play a, a PS4 and whatnot, but no, the heyday of the, the Dreamcast, the PlayStation, and yeah. whatnot. Dreamcast, oh, Dreamcast is what it was all about. That was no, that was the that was the best yeah. machine there's ever been. Were, were you talking about that that weird game? I, I don't want to get the name wrong, but I think it was called Seaman. Uh, Seaman, yeah, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> Seaman, yeah, it was, um, it was brilliant, it was a brilliant game where it was, um, it was a yes, fish, yes, and you had to grow this fish, it had a human face, mm-hmm. and it was voiced by Leonard Nimoy. That's right, too. And it would, it would live when you turn the console off. So mm-hmm. it would, it would, you, you know, so if you, you had to feed it and, and stimulate it, and you had a microphone, and you could talk to it. Mm-hmm. And it could follow, it would, could learn instructions, and if you didn't turn it on for like a week, you'd turn it on and it'd be dead. Oh. And this is like like a, so like, like a, a Tamagotchi, but, on, like, but a console. on a console. Yeah, it was brilliant. I, I mean, it was way ahead of its time. It was it was absolutely brilliant, Seaman. Yeah. Way ahead of its time. I, I find if I leave my Seaman lying for a week at time. Yeah, so. Thank you very much indeed, Derek. And on that bombshell, we say thank you, sir. I'm glad you found us and good night. Uh, yeah, it was a revolutionary game. You know, it was a little bit dull as these revolutionary games often are, but um, you would uh, you had to go and talk to it, and you had this microphone, and you know, I can't remember what else you did with it really. Um, Andrew. Good evening, Andrew. Hello. Hello. Heart to heart. Sorry? Heart to heart. What about it? I'm doing a, um... No Lemons. Are you referring to... Are you... You're answering questions from old shows? Yes. Okay, you're right. Yes, it was. I, I, I'm with you on this one. Yes, it was heart to heart. Yes, and the question was? Um, uh, what show was Freeway in? Yeah. Thank see? you very much indeed. You see, I remembered that one, because I remembered that no one phoned in and got it right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll catch up on the podcast. See, I'm a week behind, so... Okay, what was point number two you wanted to <laughs> remind us of? What point? <laughs> there was only one point. Oh, was there only one point? It was a good yeah. point. It was a good point well made. It was Moida. Okay. Has there ever been, um, and I know, you know, uh, um... Oh, yeah. I'm going to sound like an old misogynist, but I don't yeah, care. Has there ever been a sexier woman than... Was it Stephanie Powers? Yeah. <laughs> From Heart to Heart? Um, she was so glamorous. I mean, just proper sexy. What about uh, Charlie's Angels? No, no. Stephanie Powers, she had it going on. Stephanie Powers, she's got it going on. Uh, I liked yeah, her because she was a rich... Yeah, no, he was rich, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> she was sexy, sassy, um, silk sheets, and other things beginning with S. Oh, for God's sake. What? Sorry? Please, please. What? What about, um, uh, what's his name? Um, 
Catherine Steele. What's her name? Uh, Joanna Lumley yeah. never really did it Avengers. for me. In the new Avengers, yeah, maybe, but no, she was yeah. she was she was no um, she was no um, Mrs. Hart. Okay. You can you can you can name more women from the olden days, but they won't beat Stephanie Powers. Oh, right, fair enough. I don't want to fall out with you over it, but no, I'm, you're not falling out. No, I, no, okay, okay. I am adamant that she is the sexiest woman that's ever strode this planet. All right, hang on. Yes. Let me hang wait on. in Can't here. Got an idea. Let me wait in here. Okay. Diana Rigg in the Avengers. No. All right. Oh no! I, actually, I tell you who. Julie Newmar. I was going to go there next. Yeah. Julie Newmar as the Catwoman, cat and she and there were a lot. There were about four different Catwomen. Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. No. There was. I found her a bit creepy. Yeah. There was. Did, there was Joan Collins Catwoman, or she was. She was a villain in in Batman, but uh, there was another woman um, who played Catwoman, whose name escapes me. It's quite an unusual name. Um, Julie, no, not Julie Newmar. No. Um, Oh, who was the other woman that played Catwoman in the Batman TV series? Maybe she played her in the film. Can't remember. Anyway, but Julie Newmar, for me, as Catwoman. Uh, yeah, so Julie Newmar and uh, Stephanie Powers. Okay, sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> Keep building that time machine, boys. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. There was another woman who played um, Catwoman. Let me go to Twitter, because someone will have uh, told me on there. Uh... Uh, um, why do people want me to do a show about the McCanns? Ain't gonna, it would be really great to hear a radio show about the continual money being spent and appeals from the McCanns. Who's saying that? Someone called Restrepo. Ah. Um, people are... Um, well, OK, yeah, it would, but ain't going to be on this show. <laughs> why do you... Why, uh, why do you um, think... Um, did you see this, this tweet thing? Uh, 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 oh, I don't know what that is about. Uh, why have you brought that up to, to tonight? Why? Why? Why is is that a thing? It is, uh, why would they think that I would be the show to do that? Um, I think uh, you know. I, uh, I I don't think you know. There are conspiracy theories, quite mean conspiracy theories, that the McCanns are behind. The, the the disappearance and the death of Madeleine McCann. I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. So um, if 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 you're looking at me to approach it from that angle, I'm I'm not going to. And I think that all talk of, of that online is uh, quite mean spirited and quite unpleasant. And um, and until we get firm evidence to the contrary, it's not. You know, I'm I'm kind of thinking that. Um, they had nothing to do with the disappearance of their daughter. I know. Call me old-fashioned. Call me controversial. But that's that's sort of where my head is at, really. And I think all this stuff. Say, well, they uh, they must have uh, they must have murdered her. Why? They drugged her. And they drugged the kids so that they would sleep at night. And all I think is mean I and want... horrible and unpleasant. Is it know? because people want there to be an end to it? They want to there to be an explanation. Because I've got a really nasty feeling there won't be. Um, yeah, or, or, you know, I've got a feeling this Ben Needham thing's going to come to nothing oh. this time around as well. And I think we all got a little bit um, excited by the front pages. And it's the Daily Mirror. The Daily Mirror did it last time as well. The Daily Mirror have kind of led the story this time. Is it on the, is it on the front page today? No. Um, Daily Mirror led the Ben Needham story this time, and they led it last time about three years ago. So it was obviously their 
story that they like to to to, to claim some kind of ownership over. Um, but I got a feeling we all got suckered in again this time. Those poor families, though. Well, I know exactly. So. Um, Sorry, guys, I ain't going down the Maddie conspiracy route because I don't buys it. I don't buys it at all. 0844-499-1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Ed, I want some chocolate. These types on my screen want some chocolate. Yes, oh. I do. A bit of a stomachache. I don't, I'm not really, um, I don't know what's going on. Um, Tom is on the line. Good evening, Tom. What kind of cake? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Long, so long time listener, first time caller. Oh, Good. you're coming out with all of the greatest hits. Yeah, very long time. Eight years now. Eight I years. want to talk to myself in the future. Okay, go on then. Uh, I stopped listening on Thursday. Yeah. This coming Friday, I'm flying to Auckland. Oh, yeah. And I plan to listen to all of the shows as I'm flying on the iPod and their uh, downloads, with the full show downloads. Okay. So I was going to say hi to myself and say, stop drinking the red wine on the plane. Yeah. And I hope you're having a good flight. I think by the time I listen to this, I should have landed in Singapore. So just saying hi to myself. What are you going to Auckland for? Uh, for work. Okay. Very cagey. Are, uh, you, are you a hitman? I am, I am not a hitman. Okay. Uh, I'm going to work very... for four weeks in Auckland. You've been very cagey. Four, four weeks of spying. Auckland. Auckland. Four weeks of spying. Oh, the woman... The woman speaks. <laughs> the woman speaks. Yeah. The woman speaks. Only when I'm interested, and you've piqued my interest. Are you in show business, Thomas? Correct. Yeah. Oh. Thought, do you know, are I you could... a hobbit? No. It's you're performing in the theatre. Uh, I am working in the theatre. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can tell I can tell because you've got a very theatrical ring. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I am working in the Civic Theatre in Auckland. Oh, oh. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds good. That's good. The Civ- no, Civic no. Theatre is what's that hold about? Twelve hundred? Two thousand five hundred seats. Wowzers! But you're not acting, are you? I am not. You're well. You're not okay. Are you a musician? Uh, do you want to know, or no. are you guessing more? Well, if, guessing? if we guess correctly, you have to tell us. Okay. Okay. So I am. Um... Puppetry of the penis. No, because they're Aussies. Correct. <laughs> they're Aussies. The puppetry of the penis. Well, you'd call it like member marionettes, then, wouldn't you? Well, get around the trademark. So you're a musician. No. You're a director. No. Dancer. No. Well, you're not an actor. No, I'm not. Mm. Stripper. The la- the last chance. B- okay, backstage. Hang on. Oh, backstage doesn't count. You're uh, you're a wardrobe. What? We're a wardrobe. No, I'm a stage manager. Oh! oh! Hang on a minute. Don't they have their own there? Yeah. Why are they flying a stage manager out to Auckland? Well, yeah, I know, but I get paid loads of money, so it's fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, listen, I'm not for one second knocking you for getting what is potentially the dream gig. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'd do it for tuppence as well, for the the, the chance to go out there and do it. But, Correct. But, but what, what, is it a show, is it the whole show that's going out there then? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, rehearsing in London this week, actually. What is it? Go on, what show is it? Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Is it really? The big gay musical, yeah. Is it really? Is that any good? Because I've seen the film. I remember seeing the film when it came out. When was the film? About 95? Something like that? Something like that. Yeah, maybe. I've never actually seen the film. Worked on the show as the musical for a couple of years. Never seen the film. Um, uh, I bet that's a laugh, isn't it? It's all right. Did you work with... Did did Jason Donovan do it? Yes, I worked with Jason Donovan. I I love Jason Donovan, and I've I've had the privilege of interviewing him. He is good fun. I've interviewed him. His his book, his autobiography, is a cracking rake. He talks about when he was... Johnny Depp saved his life when he did a like a massive load of cocaine and booze at this yeah, nightclub. Yeah, that's right. It's, a, it's got a very good name. Between the Lines. Between the Lines, oh, you see. Jason. I mean, you couldn't get any more obvious than that. Um, and I interviewed him <laughs> when he was bang on it, and he was he, he was in a terrible state. And then I interviewed him uh, a few years later when he was he was clean and sober. And um, yeah, he's just he is such a he's, he's just such a nice man. But he's also a brilliant yes, he performer because I saw yeah, good. I saw him in the Rocky Horror Show. Oh my yeah. God, he was awesome, well, you know, it was brilliant. I was a big... I remember arguing in the sixth form common room um, with a friend, because <laughs> I was really into Jason. I liked Jason Donovan as a pop star. I went and saw him um, at the Hammersmith Odeon when he was, like, in his real pop, teen pop face. And I what remember ar- arguing <laughs> with a friend, saying um, that he would outlive Kylie Minogue in terms of pop career, because he, he was, like, proper artist mm. waiting to be discovered. And I was, obviously, I backed the wrong, <laughs> yeah. I backed the yeah, wrong horse there. Yeah, but he's still going strong. He's good. No, I love. I love Jason. He's, he's still there, Jason. He's doing well. Who's um, so? Who's in? Who's in this one? Anyone famous? Anyone famous? Oh, uh, the only name we have in Priscilla is a uh, guy from uh, Ralph. Ralph. Stewart, Ralph Stewart from Home and Away. I think you mean Alf. Alf. I think you mean Alf. Stewart. Yes. The woman will know. Yeah, yes. you do mean Alf Stewart. You mean old yeah. Id because Id looks a lot like young Alf Stewart. <laughs> you okay. flaming galah. You flaming you Yahoo. Still- Yahoo, fine, all of that, yeah. Etc. Oh, well, yeah. t- well hang on a second. I'll be, in we'll... Auckland. I'll be in Auckland on Friday. Hang on a second, we need to speak to future Tom as well. Yeah, we do. What do you want to say to him? Future Tom. Yeah. No, you no. Don't, no, you can't answer. This isn't you. We're not talking to you. You're present Tom. Future Tom's three sheets of the breeze on red wine by now. Future Tom, make sure you eat, drink some water, because I know the old Tom told you not to drink the red wine, but when do you ever listen to yourself? Tom, get pissed. Tom, get more. Tom, stop. Tom, I want you to pause this podcast now. Not now, but when I tell you to. And I want you to press the button and demand another bottle of red wine. So pause it yeah. now. You, well done. You've started the podcast again. Um, and you've got that bottle. In one. 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 Yes. Can I talk to future, future Tom? Y- yes. Why on earth did you listen to Ian? You got thrown off the stupid. flight, you got restrained by the crew and stupid. carried yeah. out on a stretcher. Still, you got cavity searched. Terrible. Yeah. If I'm right, I should listen to this flight, uh, the, sorry, this podcast, <laughs> when I'm on a second flight about halfway to New Zealand after Singapore. Yep. Tom, have a wicked time, mate. Thank you for phoning up and sharing that with us. I will, thank you. Enjoy yourself. I will, Take I'll care. call you back when I'm over there. Yeah, please do, man, and, and <laughs> go and say hello to my sister. Um, Who wants free tickets, by the way? You could tell he worked in the theatre. He had he had a, a very theatrical ring about him, didn't he? Good for him. Well done, man. Isn't it? Um, and we've had this, and I've had it in separate occasions. Isn't it nice when you get paid quite well to go and do your job in another country? Yeah. There's something um, really grown up about it. I hoped 
on that occasion that someone would ask my mum about me oh. so she could say, oh, she's gone over yeah. to... I remember the first time I went to film something in America. To film something in America. Flipping heck. You made it. Did we did, and it was it was. I remember thinking, oh, this is it. You know, I'm staying in a deep, a decent hotel. I know the first time we went, we stayed in rubbish hotels, but the second time, but you just remember. I mean, I'm in America. First thing I filmed was a documentary about video games, and I had to film a thing with me driving an open top, a convertible sports car, and doing the piece to camera, and I couldn't do was it. it. Was it about Outrun? It was no, it, <laughs> but it was an automatic, and I couldn't get to grips with do, doing a left-hand automatic. So I kept jabbing the brakes, and um, couldn't do it. And then they wouldn't let me drive the car after that. Oh. They said it was an insurance thing. I didn't believe them at all. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Jerry, stay there. Come to you after this. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, we've got um, we've got Tom back. Tom, hello. Now, now hello. listen. Good evening. Um, hello. Good evening. G- hello. Good evening. So, when, when are you in Auckland? When is this show happening in Auckland? Uh, this show is happening in Auckland. Oh, shit, I should know. Uh, sorry. Doesn't matter. Um, in a week's time. Right. Can you? Can I ask you a question? You can. Can you get me two tickets? Of course. Can you? Yeah, definitely. Can, 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 can my sister come? Yeah, definitely. Would that be all right? Now, if it's not all right, she just sent me a tweet, because oh. she lives in Auckland, and yeah. she just said, oh, can this guy get me free tickets? If it's not all right, say, but if you could get a couple of tickets, that I would, I would okay. love you forever. I can definitely get more than a couple of tickets. Most of the cast are coming from London, and none of us have got family <laughs> or friends in Auckland, so we'll all get free tickets. Tom, uh, would you mind if I um, took your phone number down and gave you a cheeky little call tomorrow and we we swapped emails and stuff? Absolutely fine. You I, can have all the tickets you want, sir. Can we? Because Ed wants tickets now as well. That, uh, uh, honestly, Tom, fine by me. I can get plenty. Tom, I'll give you a call tomorrow and we'll swap emails and stuff. You're very kind. Sounds like a deal. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. There we go, you see. You see? Sorted. Sorted to the um, Kiwi over there and sorted to the uh, plastic Kiwi that was my sister. Um, Can you jot down his number, please, Ed, and I'll give him a call tomorrow and we'll sort that out, you see. Why why can't we get any tickets for things in London? Is anyone working on anything in London? Give us a call and we want free tickets. Preferably on a weekend. Jerry! A bit rough today. What's going on, ma'am? Got some new better than Stephanie's powers. Someone better than Stephanie Powers? What the hell are you talking about? Your Parkinson's is affecting you more than normal. That's a lot Too trashy, mate. She's too trashy. Stephanie Powers in Heart to Heart was pure class. And she was Moira. <laughs> Together they were Moira. I take care of them, which ain't easy. Fine, well, that's that's great, Joey. If we're out in a bar in Hollywood and Heather Locklear and Stephanie Powers, both from the 80s, uh, walk in and they start chatting to us, well, then there's no fighting. That's that sorted straight away. So that works That works really well. They can push me out. They'll push me out. <laughs> Give me a push. Yeah, we, okay, we got the push thing. Well done. Um, it, that'll work perfectly. You go off with Heather. I go off with um, Stephanie. We meet back at the hotel. First thing in the morning, we compare notes. We high-five. It's going to bonfire night. It's a good time for disabled people. Why is, why is bonfire night a good time for disabled people? Because it's outside late shops and people think we're a guy and took money off us. Oh, you see, well, yeah, the thing is, no one does Penny for the Guy anymore. No one even knows what Penny for the Guy is. It's about 50p now. Well... But people don't do it. When was the last time you saw a guy? I did it last year. Really? Yeah, I do it every year. Well, and what, do you shove newspaper down your tops and stuff? Down my pants. 
Oh, for crying out loud, Joe. Page three. What the hell is wrong with you Page this evening? Trouble when the print comes off. Oh, for goodness sakes, Jerry, you really are. What is... Th- naughty. Naughty, Jerry. Shall How- we do it? Should we do what? Go outside the blade shop or somewhere. Go outside the shop and do pay for the guy. Uh, I tell you what, Jerry, you do it. You let us know how you get on, and you let us know how many times you get beaten up. Okay. Well, see, you can do with me. Have a romp. Up oh, for goodness. Right. Good-, good night, Jerry. Bye. <laughs> Flipping it. What's it been in Jerry's tea tonight? I've got no idea. Um, Nigel. Hello. Hello, Nigel. How are you? I'm all right. What you got for us, boss? I just like to your thoughts, really. Uh, it was the memorial service for Terry Wogan the other day in London. Yes. And uh, Tony Blackburn didn't get invited. Yeah, I saw. I saw Tony's tweet. I think that's outrageous. It's, it's, it obviously worked with him, and he was in the, with the BBC for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he didn't get invited. So I'm just thinking what your thoughts were. Well, I, as, I've, as I said, I think it's outrageous. So it was, it was pretty bad. But, uh, I mean, hopefully, I mean, Tony, uh, Tony's doing okay on another station at the moment. And uh, he'll kind of come back, because at the end of the day, uh, he should have never, never really got kicked off the beep. No, because he, yes, he didn't do anything wrong. Tony Blackburn's crime was um, um, remembering things differently to how the, the, um, somebody else remembered things. And Tony, I, I, I know Tony Blackburn. I've worked with him. Um, I've been out on social occasions with him. And he is the nicest, most decent, most honest chap that you could ever meet. And it was, it was a, a criminal what the BBC did to him. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> that's the beam at the moment. Well, I, can I, I ask you a question? You can do, Nigel. Yes. Uh, what's the playout system that you use? Hey! <laughs> Here we go. Now we've got some hardcore. I knew it, Nigel. We've got some hardcore radio geekery. Um, Ed, Ed, come on the microphone because uh, uh, the playout system. I haven't got a Scooby. What is the playout system? The Ed? playout system we use is called Myriad. Oh, it's a myriad system. Yep. Is, now, how does that rate, Nigel? It's a very good system. Is it? We've got phone box, and I, it, it, uh, we, which is what we use to take the phone calls. But I, I like classic phone box from about three years ago. This new, um, these new updates, I, I find quite um, glitchy and quite bl- uh, quite buggy. Yeah. I mean, this. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that system. Oh, okay. Well, oh, you out geeked him. I've out geeked Nigel. Right. Why, are you, why, why are you so interested in the uh, technical aspects of radio? Why, why does that... Uh, uh, I'm in radio myself. Oh, yeah. What do you do? Uh, I present a couple of shows, uh, one on an internet station yeah. and one on a community station at the moment. What, what playout system do you use? I use Netcast. Uh, and how's that? how are you finding that? It's re- it's really good system. Yeah. It's really good. It just kind of never lets me down. And what kind of show do you present? Is it music? Is it chat? I do. Well, it's music stations. I present a couple of shows because I'm trying to uh, be uh, versatile. I do a, a sports show on a Saturday morning. Oh yeah. And then I do a show on two stations. Oh, yeah. One's a community station. One's a. Uh, internet station and the show's called access all areas oh, yeah. and that's all celebrity interviews oh. and uh and celebrity news do you, and then now, do you get to news. interview the celebrities or you, you you getting clips off of off of various no sources? no no i get to interview them hey, nice I, one. Did a, 
I did uh, did an interview with Lamar the other week. Hang on a minute, he's getting better guests than we get. Mm. How is this possible? <laughs> who else? Who else you interviewed, Nigel? Uh, Jake Quiggerden. I don't know he's who that is. Talk, uh, he was on the X Factor. Okay, okay. And then he went on. I was celebrity. Okay, last I, year. No, I don't know. I don't know those people. I don't know these. Yeah. And uh, and then I I've just done an interview tonight on the show with an artist from Kingston in Jamaica. Hey, flipping heck, really? That's, that's good, isn't it? Is it Beanie Man? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Beanie it's called, Man. Uh, Gianna. Okay. She's a very good singer. All right, well, that, um, well, uh, and I'm, t- I, I'm getting from uh, this phone call that you thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, yeah, I love, I Give love me it. Your, uh, all right, here we go. Your top three uh, radio presenters of all time. All time. Top, top three, uh, got to be uh, Chris Evans. Right. Uh, uh, got to be Noel Edmonds when he was at the Beeb doing really? the show. Yeah. Did Dingley you... Dell and all that. Uh, Love it. Yeah, Dingley Dell. I do remember Dingley Dell, actually. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, go on. And who's number and one? Then, uh, Kenny Everett, the god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was... Uh, 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 I never used to listen to Kenny Everett when he was on, but I've heard bits. He was very clever at um, doing... Because now we've all got computers and stuff, and we can go home and edit and multi-track and stuff. Imagine he, the fun he would have had with this stuff. Yeah, it, exactly. But he did it all in his um, in his cow shed with a, with a reel-to-reel. He'd go in there and record stuff and, and splice it all together and do all of that. Yeah, brilliant radio. Absolutely. When radio presenters were allowed... To kind of do their thing. And radio presenters were allowed to take drugs while they were still on air. <laughs> well, he wasn't. He got into trouble for it, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got into a lot of trouble for it. He got sacked quite a lot. He got sacked all the time. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. Oh, nice one, Nigel. Thank you for that, mate. Good talking to you. You too, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Mate, because we're talking about DJs. I'm going on, mate. Mate. <laughs> I read Cleo Rockus's uh, memoirs about her and Kenny. It was oh, yeah. Really lovely. Yeah. We should get her on. Mm. All right. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Last um uh the dying moments of a dying show. Um and again it's not a criticism of the callers, it just felt like I've not quite captured not quite captured uh, the uh, the vibe this evening. Three free uh tickets though. Yeah, I got some free tickets for a show we're never gonna see. But Ed and my <laughs> sister are gonna be alright. Family members are gonna be alright. Um that'll be good. Well that's just, that's nice. Well I, I, I shall um I shall call Tom tomorrow, and um, I'll withhold my number, of course. <laughs> I'm not going um, <laughs> to... You, you can't give... Um, someone was giving a talk at this radio thing last week that we that I bailed out of in the end, because I didn't feel very well. Um, Ed, do you want to get that? Grab that call. And um, we were saying how important it is to uh, to phone listeners up after the show and talk to them. I think, why, why, why would you do that? Why? And we create a community, and we, you know, we I email some people, and we see them at events. We do and we have stuff. events, but I don't want to phone them up after the show. That's that, a bit much. That's isn't it? a bit. I don't know what the benefit of that would be. Is that be. people who only get three callers a show? Well, I don't know, but then also, um, we we occasionally find that some callers then develop a sense of entitlement. And that they are as important as yourself and myself or, or, or Ed, and 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 they're not. You know, they're not. Um, and some people get angry that they don't get called back immediately, or they may not get called back at all, and um, they flounce off. And I think that by calling people up after the show, you're in danger of creating that sense of entitlement. Um, Robert, 
fucking morning. Uh, well, no, it's still good evening. We've not had a sleep yet. We don't say good morning oh. until we've had a sleep. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Sorry. How are you and the good lady? Are you okay? How are you? She's the woman. She's not like, she's certainly no <laughs> lady. She's the woman. How are you, woman? Starving. Yep. Oh, starving. Oh. How are you, Robert? I'm, I'm grand. I'm really, really looking forward to talking to you. Well, we're, we're doing it now, so don't don't look forward anymore. Crack we're, on, Robert. We're, Crack on. We're doing oh, it. Here we go. This is it. Right, um, this is it. I'm just going to... Oh, 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 oh. Just to ask you, if you were a disco DJ, how would you introduce a song that you really love? Would uh, you give it a bit of oomph, or would you give it a... I don't know. I've got. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you masturbating? I've got my earphones in with my headpiece. Yeah, but what what head? Oh, like. What? Why? Why do you want to know? I've never done um, DJing. Oh, yeah. You have to have a shot. Well, well how are you a DJ? I used to be. Go on, then. How would you introduce the song? Uh, uh, well, I would say something like, well, here's one from 1999. It's called Oasis Wonderwall. Right, stop me there. Right. <laughs> it's not called Oasis Wonderwall. <laughs> and you, I, I, I think you've got the year wrong as well, haven't you? Oh, definitely. Well, you got the year wrong, and you said it's called Oasis Wonderwall. Right. And also, if you're what playing, are you playing that for, if you're playing Wonderwall, <laughs> if you're playing Oasis Wonderwall at a disco, that's going to be a pretty grim disco. <laughs> that was a bad example. <laughs> really bad. All right, you, you want to play uh, Baccarat? Yes, sir. I can boogie. That's going to get everyone right, on the floor. Let's go for it. Go on, so what it. I want to see you is all on the dance floor tonight, and I can. Yes, sir. I can dance. Have you got a boogie? He's got no. He's got the title. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wrong. Do you know? Have you heard music? <laughs> have you ever heard music before? Oh, every day, my life. Because right, it doesn't sound like you know it. All right, I'll do it. All right, this is how you do go, it. Right, go. I'll do it. This, so this is. You ready? You got. You got to just listen, okay? Okay, okay uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's start moving now. <laughs> it's Baccarat, and yes, sir, I can boogie. Woo! Oh, no. <laughs> I would do it over this part. I would do it over this. Oh. You seem to get music. They're unusual-looking women, aren't they, <laughs> Baccarat? They're from Mallorca. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Straight from Mallorca, to, from the beaches of Mallorca to the back streets of Blackpool, I give you the two fine women known as Baccarat with Yes Sir, I Can Boogie. <laughs> yes. It's time for the erection section. <laughs> Pull your partner close and grind away to Baccarat and Yes Sir, I Can Boogie. Hey, mister, can you dance? Yes, sir, I can boogie. Mister... Right, so you've heard that you've heard professionals doing it, Robert. <laughs> now it's your turn. Let's you ready? Try. Here we go. Wait, what's the song? Uh, Baccarat, yes, sir, I can boogie. Right. So, get your back in motion. Here we go. It's Baccaracca. It's Boogie Town. Baccaracca. But what's the song called? It's called Yes, sir. <laughs> I can boo. 
Yes, sir, I can boo. <laughs> No, fair play. Let's have it. Let's end the show with this. Mister, your eyes are full of hesitation. She makes me wonder if you know what you're looking for. Baby, I wanna keep my reputation. You try me once, you make for more. Oh, yes, I can boogie. I need a certain song. I can boogie, boogie, boogie all night long. Oh, yes, I can boogie if you stay. We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio.